2: This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week it's book 57. It is. And it is. Teacher Crush. Oh my goodness! Oh. What a title! What a title! <laughs> we were worried about this title. I was. I was so worried. Sarah was very disturbed. You might remember. <laughs> oh. But um, wasn't quite as uh, disturbing. No,
0: it wasn't as uh, as as well. I was. I was going to say it wasn't as problematic as we expected. <laughs> But every sweet valley high book is problematic in its own special way, oh, so very, that's very much pro- so.
2: probably not completely accurate. <laughs> no. But it's not; it doesn't involve um, the sort of extreme levels of dodginess one mm. might fear. Yes, that's a title, exactly. Um, so you know, don't to keep you in suspense about this for too much longer. So uh, we'll get started with some taglines and blurbs. And Karen, can you kick us off with the cover tagline? I sure can. Okay, has Olivia met the man of her dreams? I, I mean, I'm repeating myself at this, but as usual, <laughs> the answer is no. Indeed. <laughs> and the back cover tagline is badly in love.
0: Oh, Olivia. <laughs> well, because she is. She I mean, truly emphasis, is. emphasis
2: on the mad.
0: Oh, God, to a worrying
2: degree. <laughs> <laughs> deeply, deeply worrying. Oh. He's not the only person behaving in a frankly bizarre fashion in this episode or, or this book. But um, she is the most extreme. So that is true. Can you give us some more details? Like okay, a full blurb.
0: Let's do it. All right. Pretty and talented, Olivia Davidson has always seemed independent. Mm. So it comes as a total surprise to Elizabeth Wakefield when when Olivia confides, of course, in what? her that she's lonely. Oh, <laughs> who else is he going to talk to? Uh, everyone knows she's going out with. Oh, everyone she knows is going out with someone, and true. now she's ready for a new boyfriend. Hmm. Oh God, poor yeah. Olivia. Okay, then Stuart Backman, a oh. gorgeous artist, mm. starts teaching at Sweet Valley High. Mm. Olivia takes his class and is completely swept off her feet by him. Soon. That? Soon, Mr. Backman is all Olivia thinks or talks about and it looks as if he may return her feelings. And as I wrote down at one point, I certainly absolutely hope the fuck not. <laughs> <laughs> Has Olivia found
2: true love or is she headed for heartbreak? Um, well, um, actually, to the latter question, the answer is uh, yes. Good. And rightly so, in this case. <laughs> and a relief at that. <laughs>
0: Sorry, Olivia, but it's for the best.
2: Well, um, the cover is is quite something, not least because it is our first glimpse at Olivia. Can you describe it, please? That's
0: true, yeah. I was actually kind of surprised by this one because
2: she doesn't look like I pictured her. Absolutely uh, not. I imagine Olivia looking a bit like... Uh, Um, Kerry Russell in Felicity.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's way more the kind of vibe I had in my head too. But as well, I also have a copy of like Olivia's story. It's one of those like superstar kind of spinny offy books they did. Um, And it's a completely different person on the cover of that one. And that is more the image I had in my head. It's a bit like the Bruce Patman thing where it's like, this is not Bruce. This is an entirely (laughs) different person. What's going on here?
2: Um, Okay, I need to look that up. So hang on. Sweet Valley, Olivia's story. Yeah. This is the advantage of us doing this um, podcast from home with our laptops.
0: <laughs> laptops are at <out> the ready. <laughs> Olivia's
2: story. Sorry to, that. we will go back to the full description of the... We will. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's way more... Hmm. What I had
0: in mind, for sure. And I don't know, is it just that I kind of had that image because I, I had that book anyway, or was just more used to that cover? I don't know what it
2: is, but yeah. She's, um... Yeah, it's a uh, it's an interesting an interesting uh, approach to Olivia in this new one. By the way, I'm just now thinking I need to get my hands on Olivia's story because I have not read it. The only superstar edition I ever read was, of course,
0: Lila. I mean, probably the only one worth reading. Let's be honest.
2: Uh, yes, but I'm actually intrigued by, <laughs> by Olivia's story because I actually do. I mean, Olivia is one of the more relatable of these freaks. So that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Olivia. Continue to describe the cover. See you play.
0: OK, well, yes. So it's uh, Olivia on her own. She's uh, working away at an easel uh, because she takes up painting in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, sure she's wearing, it's it's quite the shirt she has on. It's, um, is it silk?
2: I, I mean, I believe it is a silk blouse. Very, yes. very, un- oh, no, hang on. Hang on, I'm thinking about a certain outfit. See, there is an
0: outfit that turns up later that kind of matches this description, mm. but like it's not an outfit she'd be painting in. So I i don't know, is there a bit of a... Uh,
2: oh, that's very true. In fact, yeah. yes, without spoiling it to any, for anybody, the, out, the aforementioned secret outfit is worn to an event, mm. not to an art class. And also, this seems to have a... well, a describe it please. i i'll certainly try um yeah like
0: it's 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 a big baggy shirt like there's big wide sleeves on it and it's buttoned up all the way up to the top um which is which isn't very like carefree and bohemian of her not at all um yeah she has her her curly curly brown hair uh massive earrings on uh
2: there's a lot oh, of it, earrings in this book, it has to be said. A,
0: a lot of earring talk, yeah. It's an earring-heavy <laughs> <laughs> earring-heavy book. But yeah, and her bracelets uh, all down one wrist as well. But it, again, the jewellery isn't quite what I was picturing for her. It looks a bit too blingy for Olivia, who's kind of a hippie. Like, that's Yeah, vibe.
2: we're constantly told that she's sort of quite a delicate beauty. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> interesting face, one might recall. Indeed, yes. So, uh, yeah, I, hmm and her expression doesn't i know it's meant to be like she's love struck it just doesn't look right for olivia no she just looks out of it maybe yeah. she's just stoned oh yeah well i think somebody <laughs> is at one point in this book we, <laughs> a moment we'll get to oh god as we'll find out um so um, can you describe her actions in this shot cuz it's an action shot oh yeah so
0: yeah she she is painting she's mid stroke of a paintbrush I yeah. guess you can't actually see uh, you just see the back of the easel kind of and uh, just she has her hand to it but yeah she's
2: just looking all spaced out and working away on her painting you can see that James Matthews went into great detail about the back of that easel all the mechan- I'll tell you mechanics. that is that is quite
0: detailed actually yeah all the little kind of levers and uh springs and things like it is is—it is very detailed for the back of a canvas yeah
2: well he's showing his his knowledge of uh, the his artistic know-how. tools because yeah. we know he's a <laughs> master painter and that sounds Indeed. like I'm joking but actually I would love it is our dream for James to paint us oh no yeah he's amazing like yeah um well I mean the, it's and in terms of covers it's sort of so so a bit disappointing because I think we have waited this long to see Olivia and I yeah, you know, we both agree she's just not right. She, Yeah, it's not it's not quite the right vibe. No. Um, but I mean, it's, it's good to see her getting a chance to shine.
0: Well, look, yeah, always interesting to see someone other than the Wakefields oh, God, just to yeah. get some idea of what Less they
2: look great. like. <laughs> well, of course, the book has to start with a Wakefield. I mean, of course. And it begins with Jessica losing her fucking mind over the prospect of the famous mini-courses. And she can't wait for them to start. If you might recall from the last book, there are these extracurricular classes that are going to give the Sweet Valley gang a chance to explore some fresh, fresh ideas. And uh, Jessica's mostly excited because it's going to make maths class shorter. And everybody bursts into laughter at this for some reason.
0: I mean, that is relatable in fairness, I Oh, God. The words words that would strike fear into me when I was in school was double maths.
2: It's (laughs) like, oh God, why? Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That five minutes out of the maths class would have pleased me too. I just don't get why everybody's like thinking that this is a hilarious sort of bon mot from Jessica. Like she's so so funny. I think it's just no wonder she's the, the monster she is. If people are laughing at literally the slightest... They just enable her at
0: every turn. Yeah, God,
2: they really do. Um, and speaking of enablers, uh, Lila and Jessica are basically enabling each other in their <laughs> insanity throughout this uh, this book. Very true. We learn at the beginning that Lila plans to do dress design, but Jessica's like, uh, she doesn't need any more clothes. What's she doing that for? Because Jessica's really got it in for Lila in this book. She kind of does. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit out of nowhere. I mean, it's it's quite extreme even for their frenemy relationship. Yeah, it usually only gets to this
0: level when they're fighting over some guy, but uh, really? but there isn't even a guy in the mix here. So yeah. yeah,
2: well I don't know. I would guess they've got to liven things up a bit. They get bored very easily, as we do. <laughs> Short attention spans, very much so. So of course, Liz is all excited about uh, the the mini courses, and she and Enid decide they're going to sign up for a class together. And Enid wants uh, to do painting, but she she asks, you know. Surely Liz wants to do whatever Jeffrey is doing, because as we have learned in this school, boyfriends have to come first. You need a date even for a class, basically. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Just going to say no. This book is about like Olivia really wishes she had a boyfriend, and who could blame her in this school? Because honestly, yeah, I mean the messaging around this topic is uh, is very much not geared towards the independent woman. <laughs> to say the least. Very true. Anyway, um, Liz, instead of saying, you know, oh my God, of course I'm not going to automatically do what Jeffrey does, Liz basically says, no, I'm not doing uh, a class with Jeffrey because he's already said he wants to do electronics, which is kind of implying that if he'd wanted to do anything else, she'd have been like, oh, let me do it with you, Jeffrey. That's true, actually, yeah. yeah. Um, but Jessica, see, Jessica's attitude to the electronics class is. Very inconsistent. So she points out it's going to be full of boys um, unlike dress design which is going to be all girls and Lila um, jibes that uh, Jessica should suggest her own workshop something like boys and dating. (laughs) (laughs) And, And Amy Sutton has the absolute cheek to mutter advanced boys and dating.
0: I mean, look, I know the neck of her, of course. However, it's also an excellent burn. It is true and accurate. (laughs)
2: Yes. So Jessica's pondering her options and she considers film, um, but she'd rather be in front of the camera. And this mention of film and and movie world gives Lila an excuse to talk about her dad's new girlfriend.
0: Yeah, apparently he's going out with someone called, is it Annika or Annika? I'm not sure. Annika Hunt. Yeah, yeah uh yeah Annika Hunt uh she is well they call her a soap star yes the, she's uh the star of the hottest daytime soap oh. opera
2: the Willoughbys oh my god I need to know more about the Willoughbys
0: but I, I, they also call her a movie star later on in the book and then she kind of goes back to soap star so I don't know if, <laughs> if Annika knows what the hell is going on with her career because I certainly don't
2: but <laughs> well, apparently she's like the talk of Hollywood and her and Mr Fowler's last date was to a really chic little restaurant there and she knew every single star who came in. Ooh. Mm. So Jessica is, uh, does not like hearing all this. And she keeps, this is totally inexplicable. Jessica is convinced with no evidence that Lila is making this up. Like, why do you think this? And she demands that Lila prove this relationship by bringing in a signed photo.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, it's so strange. Like, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that Lila's super rich yeah. dad is going out with some, like, starlet. Like. Yeah,
2: from a soap opera. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's going out with Madonna or something. You know, I think <laughs> this is, like, in his. In the bounds of, of realism. And Lila, anyway, is furious and says, I don't have to prove anything to you and I'm not going to ask Annika for her autograph. That's totally babyish. And <laughs> no, like you just, tell her, Lila. <laughs> Jessica rolls her eyes and Lila's like, are you calling me a liar? Then I will prove it. And like, she doesn't at any stage. That's true,
0: actually, yeah. Yeah. You think she's going to engineer some way for them to meet her or something, but uh, no, that that doesn't come into the equation
2: at all. It feels like we're being set up for something. So Jessica says, oh, how are you going to do that? Bring us her hat. That remark. I know, I thought they were going
0: to mention that like her character always wears a hat or it's like a trademark thing <laughs> with her but it's just Jessica
2: saying random shit <laughs> Bring in her left sock Bring- Aha! <laughs> this can only be the hat to Vatican Hunt Case closed. <laughs> well, Lila just shrugs this off uh, because understandably she probably thinks Jessica's lost her mind. You know I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and we're told, she says that she doesn't even need to do a film class because apparently Annika, the daytime soap star, can get Lila into any Hollywood set.
3: Really? That doesn't sound right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, Lila signs up for dress design. And we learned that the classes are going to start on Monday. So they're all going to apply now, give their top like, it's a bit like CAO form um, applying for college in Ireland. You yeah. apply for your favourites and in order of preference and you, you're going to learn what you get based on demand. Mm-hmm. Um so, uh, yeah, as, as we said earlier, they're going to, all the classes in, in the school day are going to be cut for five minutes to have time for the mini course at the end. But like they go to proper classes anyway. Like they could just cut a few pep rallies and they'd have enough time <laughs> to do these mini courses. Very <laughs> true. <laughs> like we've already learned that they, uh, let's just say the normal academic curriculum is not a priority in this school. It's extremely questionable.
0: Like, yeah, just throw in a final workshop for electronics instead of like chemistry or whatever. It'll be fine. They don't learn anything it. anyway. Yeah. Indeed.
2: So uh, Jessica, um, Jessica's friends tease her about electronics. So I mean, I guess this is why she puts it down at all because it's not really clear because she doesn't really want to do it. But she she puts film first, pottery second, and then Jessica, or and then electronics. Heard, Mm. and then she signs in her signs her form, finishes it out with work told dramatic flair, and everyone clapped. Clapped. (laughs) uh, These people are unhinged.
0: It's hilarious. (laughs) It's like it's like when a toddler puts on their coat themselves and you (laughs) clap for them. That's just how that's the kind of level of energy (laughs) Jessica has managed to maintain up until now.
2: (laughs) Well done, Jessica. (laughs) She's amazing at signing forms. (laughs) Well, Liz is a quite so impressed. She says uh, that Jessica had better hope she gets her one of her first two choices. But um, Jess is is very smug about somehow definitely knowing she's going to get her first two. Like, why did you just don't game forms? I made a kind of stupid mistake with my CAO form back in nineteen ninety three, and I only got my first choice as uh, on the second round. Because I had thought, I'd sort of thought, I don't really want to do journalism in DCU, but I guess I should put it second. Anyway, the points are lower than German. So, you know, if I don't get German, I won't get this either. And um, well, the points are higher. And then, of course, points for my first choice went up. Points for this one stayed the same. Didn't get the first one. Got the one I didn't really want to do. <laughs> this is like never fill in the form just because you think oh might as well put this here I'm not going to get it anyway because you might get it and then <laughs> <laughs> then what are you going to do <laughs> uh, in my case you get your first choice in the second round but that is not something to rely on so True. when I saw Jessica <laughs> doing this nonsense really this is going to backfire on you um, and it serves you right as, <laughs> that is what she gets as it served me right So yes, spoiler alert, she's going to do electronics. And we get a a classic twin comparison. And Jessica then smugly thinks she's definitely going to get into the film course. And somehow, then she'll be able to prove that Lila is making things up about Annika Hunt.
0: Uh, Look, who knows how her brain works? Uh, I certainly don't, because I was reading this as well going, what is she talking
2: about? Am I missing something? Like. Does she think she's going to get a job in the Willoughbys or something as a result of this? I guess. Oh two,
0: two weeks of the workshop in school. That gets you onto any Hollywood set, you know?
2: <laughs> well, uh, later in the Oracle office, Jessica teaches, or Liz teases uh, uh, Jeffrey about, quote, turning into a high tech nerd. <laughs> He's doing electronics. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> he promises he wrote God. So they uh, obviously start snogging and Olivia yeah. comes in and uh, finds, finds them in action. Poor thing, mm-hmm. the hideous vision. So <laughs> she's come in to collect some contributions for um for the Oracle. And for some reason, Liz looks at her curiously. Yeah. Why? It's just a chance to describe her, I suppose, in case we weren't aware. Oh I don't know. my God. And the description is amazing. Oh, God. Will you Poor share Olivia. us
0: with us? It's, yeah, I, I sure can. So uh, yeah, uh, Elizabeth looked curiously at Olivia for some reason uh, with her brown halo of frizzy hair. It's like not even curly, it's yeah. frizzy. Uh, her hazel eyes, her slender frame oh. and her bohemian clothing. Oh. She had a fragile beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia was shy and a true free spirit. She didn't seem to care at all what others thought of her. Uh, although she and Elizabeth were good friends, Elizabeth found her slightly mysterious. <laughs> what? Since when? Yeah. Why? Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, we're told slightly mysterious, unlike not like Enid, who she knew almost as well as she knew herself.
0: I think Enid gets no mystery. No. No, and fairness, I mean
2: it's yeah. oh. not that surprising. Um so uh, yeah, she's um she's never been particularly shy either far as i recall so. no she like she's good at standing up for herself like and she's one of the lads like she's in
0: the it's not like she's some outsider
2: i well this is the thing they're doing a bit of revisionism like they did with winston Definitely. where suddenly he was like yeah. you know this kind of and so uh yeah jeffrey um goes off to give some photos to a certain teacher whose name we he will we'll save And uh, we're told that Olivia has signed up for for painting because she's sort of always been into art, but she wants to learn more about uh, techniques. And after jeffrey has gone, Olivia looks at Liz accusingly. Her eyes are, hazel eyes, slightly accusing. Liz, she said, you're so lucky to have a boyfriend. Oh, God. (laughs) Is she... Really? In this town? (laughs) And uh, yeah, she just goes on about how lucky Elizabeth is to have someone who loves her the way that Geoffrey does. And Liz is a bit taken aback, as well she might be. Um, But we're told that it's a while since Olivia and Roger broke up, but she feels like she'll never meet anyone again. And Liz offers some platitudes, basically. And Olivia rightly tells her, you don't know what it's like to be single. True. Oh,
0: like, she's dead right here as well. Like, absolutely tell her, Olivia. It's that thing of, like, people who've never been single in their yeah. lives giving advice to single people. And it's like, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Exactly.
2: Like, I'm, I'm sure that if I didn't have a boyfriend, I'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's fine for a Wakefield to say it.
2: <laughs> well, we've seen how long Jessica can last. Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> um, so Liz tells herself that she's independent, doesn't need a boyfriend. So uh, she doesn't seem to go without one for very long. And Olivia says And the thing is As I mentioned earlier In this school You can kind of understand it So Olivia thinks Sometimes I get so lonely I can't stand it If I had a boyfriend Everything would be great I'd have someone to hang around with On weekends And wouldn't feel so lonely All the time I mean Olivia You're not that Look you do have friends
0: she does, yeah, it's true. Uh, but it is gas that Elizabeth is like. It's nuts to think that having a boyfriend makes all your troubles vanish. When that's kind of the plot of every book <laughs> in the
2: series. <laughs> and Olivia points out very um, pointedly. Mm. Um, well, it would make a lot of my problems vanish. Everyone I know is part of a couple. This school feels like Noah's Ark or something. And I'm the only one who doesn't belong on board. She's coming through with the facts. Like, yes. absolutely, Olivia. She's great. I think we did <laughs> compare this school to Noah's Ark before them all going in two by two. at <laughs> <It's> all times. <laughs> oh, and Liz uh, feels really sorry for her, uh, as well as she might, and uh, puts her arm around Olivia. But Olivia just looked at her with big, sad <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Poor Olivia! <laughs> like droopy dog or something. <laughs> <laughs> so Liz wishes she could um, show Olivia how cool she is on her own, but Olivia just runs away. Not quite crying, but almost. Indeed, yeah. On the verge. Yes, poor Olivia. So cut to Monday morning and Elizabeth and Enid are driving to school and Liz tells Enid about Olivia and how so pro- surprised she was by her little outburst Um last week. And it is a surprise too, but she points out that uh, Olivia and Liz are really good friends. So, you know, is Liz should have basically picked up on this before. Yes! <sighs> Where did <laughs> okay. the mystery woman come from? You know, that suddenly Olivia is this like opaque in enigma.
0: I know, she's never been this mysterious before. Like, she's always just kind of, you know, been
2: around. Like, yeah. there's no... There is no mystery. (laughs) And Elizabeth says, which is actually fair enough, that what surprises her is that this big, I'm so lonely, seems to have come out of the blue. So maybe, I mean, Elizabeth doesn't say this. Maybe she should think it. Maybe Olivia has finally broken under the weight of expectations in Sweet Valley High. And that's kind of what Enid says. Like, Enid points out that pretty much everybody in uh, in the gang is, is all coupled up. Yeah, it's true. Like she, she's not wrong. In fairness to her, yeah. Um, so you know, it's it's not really that unreasonable. And uh, she also, uh, Edith also says that you know, Lee, and Jeffrey are the perfect couple. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> oh yes, we will. <laughs> Okay, we not going to spoilers there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so on the way into school, they meet Olivia and they notice that they're just surrounded by couples, like Didi and Bill and Winston and Maria. And Olivia is sure that uh, everybody is going to sign up to the classes in couples. But Edith points out, mm-hmm. look, listen, Jeffrey, you're doing it separately. Uh, but then Jeffrey bounds up and is all like, "Oh, my beloved!" And Olivia runs away. I mean, yeah, that's
0: what's so funny. Because, like, Jeffrey comes up, he's all over Elizabeth straight away. Olivia just kind of legs it, and then Jeffrey's like, What's wrong with Olivia? <laughs> it's like, What's wrong with her is that she's sick of all your shite. Like, <laughs> you're all so annoying. That's what's wrong with her.
2: It's so true. Um, so, Elizabeth explains, uh, you know, that, or Edith actually explains that Olivia has a bad case of wish I had a boyfriend blues. Oh. <laughs> so, um, it's, a, it's kind of a, a tragic state. And Edith remembers what it was like before she started going out with Hugh. Now, didn't they break up? They not with the, like, Did she not drop? No, that was, they're
0: still together, but they had broken up when we did Murder in Paradise. <gasps> oh my God, that was it. I knew. And that jumped way ahead yes. uh, in the timeline and they weren't together anymore in that book. But in regular timeline,
2: <laughs> you still together. You are totally right. I have, yeah. did actually, my notes do say, was that in one of the specials? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's messing with my chronology. my chronology. Um, so, Olivia does, or sorry, Elizabeth does accept that, yes, maybe everybody in Sweet Valley does have an other half, but still thinks again that Olivia is acting out of character because she was never this needy before Roger mm. came on the scene. Um. But before they can discuss this further, Jeffrey reminds them that the list of the mini course classes are being posted up on the bulletin board so they hurry off to see what classes they got. And of course, Jessica is at the front of the crowd. But there's a shock in store for her. <laughs> like, I know, I don't know why she's
0: surprised. but uh, yeah, Well, it seems like lots of people have gotten their first choices, but yeah. poor Jessica is
2: a victim of fortune here. And uh, yeah, she's ended up in electronics. Yes, because as Winston announce, announces... With an incredible whoop. Because he's he's seen the list. He's in the class too. And so is Jeffrey. Yeah. And Jessica is horrified, of course. Uh, like like again, Jessica, you don't put something high in the list if you don't really want to do if it. If you don't like, really want it, that's it. Yeah. Don't, and like don't think like, oh well, I'll definitely get these, so there's no I might as well put this on the list. No. <laughs> if there's any I can't imagine we have any listeners who are young enough to be applying for, for college. No. <laughs> Not really our demo, I don't think. Mm. <laughs> Just in case. But seriously, think of the order you actually want to do things. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Jessica is also horrified to find out that there are no cute guys in the class because the only names that she recognises on the list, this isn't true, by the way, one of them was literally in her, on a school trip with her last week. Literally, yeah. Um, <laughs> she claims the only names she recognises are Winston and Jeffrey. And, yeah, uh, and that's it, because she knows the name of every two yeah. guy
0: in school. <laughs> and she's like, nope, nope, nope. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> None of them are here.
2: So Jessica's friends find this completely hilarious. But uh, Jessica wants to complain. And uh, good luck with that, Jessica. Because
3: um, uh, you're
0: stuck with electronics now. That's what happens.
2: So we cut to assembly. <laughs> the main speakers are Mr. Jaworski.
3: And Mr. Collins is here. Hooray. And there is
2: an amazing, amazing description of him. It's such an entrance that he makes. I love it. Oh, my God. Yes. When Mr. Collins got up to speak, everyone clapped and cheered. The blonde, handsome Robert Redford lookalike was one of the most popular teachers at school. Oh, I love that everyone just goes wild
0: when he comes oh, on the oh, stage wow. it's gas poor Jaworski is just standing there like oh fine I'll just yeah, stand over here I suppose yeah, it's fine. It's fine I don't guess no one wants to amuse me <laughs> it's like, you're right shut yeah. up <laughs> we're here for Roger Give the microphone to Robert
2: Redford. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! So, as he speaks, Lila isn't paying too much attention because she's showing Jess a dress in ingenue and she plans to make a copy of it in her uh, dressmaking class or her design class. By the way, this class, like, they say it's dress design. So, they're apparently learning within two weeks to, like, design clothes, whatever, but then learn how to be a pattern cutter and, like, make a pattern cut it out and make an entire outfit. Like, let's just say this is ambitious. It's a lot in two weeks. Yeah. Yes. Um. so the Jessica or Lila wants to make this, this dress, this outfit in new, And apparently uh, Jess bought one just like it recently. To my surprise, this doesn't bother Lila. Yeah, I thought she was going to get annoyed or something. Yeah, but she's like, well, I don't care. I'll make it anyway. Yeah. And Amy jibes that Jessica can use her electronics glass to make one of those uh, sales tags that, that they want closing shops. <laughs> So, um, Mr. Collins tells them about you know the class is going to be the end of the day, and then this is Monday, and on Friday week there's going to be a school fair to show off the fruits of their labors, mm. and he introduces the teachers. Um, so there is a, a glamorous dress designer for the design class.
0: <laughs> there is, yes, Eleanor Whitcomb. Ooh,
2: <laughs> but the electronics teacher isn't so sexy.
0: No. Uh, and I guess you know it being Sweet Valley, that's probably to be expected. Yes, is, yes. Um, poor old Bill Drexel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked every bit as bad as she as she had feared he would. <laughs> Skinny, with little round wire rimmed glasses that sat crookedly on his nose. He wore a drab and nondescript suit. Like doesn't even get a description. Oh. That's
2: boring. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> poor Bill. Tea, Bill. <laughs> well, <sighs> then, Lila gasped. Who is that? <laughs> And uh, let's just say that there's a a, a hunk and a half has
0: has made his debut. Oh God, yet another hunk for uh, for Sweet Valley High. Can Uh, you describe him? Yes. So uh, Mr. Collins introduces Stuart Backman, a local painter. So he's... um, Let's see how gorgeous is he? He's incredibly good looking with longish, curly, dark hair and stylish glasses. He looked mysterious, artistic, fascinating. (laughs) But to be honest, the like the longish curly hair and the glasses, all I can picture is um, Crystal Method out of drag. Uh, (laughs) That's just where my brain went every time.
2: (laughs) I see. I was getting a sort of a, I don't know, like, 30 something vibe, like or something to be a little bit bohemian in a in an American show from the late eighties. Okay. So I can yeah. imagine wearing kind of a Czech shirt. Um, <laughs> you know, he's wearing some black like, faded jeans. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <Don't> watch, maybe. He's <laughs> <laughs> tanned. Well, I mean, the the the, the Sweet Valley Hyands are are impressed no more than Olivia. Because while like, well, uh, all the appearance of, G- of Stuart Backman means to Jessica is just another, it's like rubbing her face in it so that Liz gets to have a hunky teacher. Um, she, she doesn't really care much. It's, uh, maybe she's learned her lesson from Patrick, the dancer. Yes, indeed. Finally, she's learned a lesson <laughs> yes. along the way. But <laughs> Olivia is literally gazing at Stuart Backman, with a look of complete and utter adoration in her eyes. Oh God, Olivia! <laughs> he has
0: lost it, and it's only downhill from here. Oh, it very
3: much is.
2: <laughs> so, uh, cut to the art room where the workshop is about to begin, and Olivia is, is all self-conscious and she's uh, you know worrying about her looks, and she's just starting to talk about how hunky Stuart Backman is when he comes in and gives credit cool introduction. <laughs> like he's,
0: he's, he does everything but like spin the chair around and lean on the back of it.
2: I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, my name is Stuart Backman, but I go by Stuart, not Mr. Backman. I know it's hard to get used to calling a teacher by his first name, but it's my first and only rule. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not a normal uh, teacher. I'm a cool teacher. <laughs> He's so cool, you guys. Oh, my God. The rules are there. are no rules. (laughs) So he gives this big speech about how he's been working as a graphic designer for a fashion company and doing, uh, you know, ads and logos. But that is his passion. (laughs) My passion. He broke off and gazed at the group. You could have heard a pin drop in the room. My passion is painting. That's why I'm here. (gasps) Look. It's just ridiculous. But... In fairness, when he starts talking about what they're going to do in the class, he actually sounds like it's quite a good class.
0: It does, in fairness. He does know his stuff, yeah.
2: So they're going to do, he's going to like guide them through painting, you know, producing a painting. And he's going to explain some techniques, etc. And uh, he starts off by saying they're going to do some colour exercises and he asks for their suggestions. And Enid is like, oh, could we put different colours next to each other? He's actually really good as a teacher fairness to him he is in fairness yeah because he's like yeah that's a good idea anything else which is the sort of thing you do say if you're ever taught a class and somebody says something that's kind of obvious and you're like yeah that's great wow well done Uh, anything else (laughs) skipping right over that but actually he is really nice Um, no he is he's sound and a few of them have some you know they're okay ideas but then Olivia Blows everybody's mind. Oh my God. Yeah, she basically,
0: yeah, she guesses exactly what the, the exercise actually will be. Uh, so she figures, uh, what is it that she says? You could ask people to paint a colour without really using that colour at all. So she uh, she's like, yeah, that you could figure out a way to paint green without actually using green to do it. Yeah, uh, And he's like, that's exactly what we're going to be doing. Yeah. So he's very impressed with Olivia right off the bat.
2: And Liz notices that uh, Olivia is pretty impressed with him. <laughs> just gazing at him I mean she must be so fucking obvious like
0: oh god because there aren't that many of them in the class so there's just oh. this one girl who's just standing
2: there staring at him it's like oh god alright girl <laughs> well Jessica isn't happy because her electronics class is full of nerds well I don't know what she expected I know really I mean we all expected it to be pretty nerdy ourselves because we knew the sweet Fanny Bay by the way this class is really fucking vague because it's like they've got two weeks to design and create a project but, but what what the hell kinda of, like electronics. Jeffrey wants to design a computer game. Randy Mason, the nerdiest boy in the entire class, last seen on the uh a, a ill-fated class trip to an <laughs> island. <laughs> he wants to make a robotic calculator, Winston wants to do something to with a toaster. Um like these are like, the computer coding like these are all totally different things. things. <laughs> and also he doesn't
0: actually it seems like he doesn't actually teach them anything like they're in the class and he's like right you're doing a project you have two weeks off you go and it's like I thought we were supposed to learn how to do like any of this stuff and it's just like no off you go I think unless you actually know how to do this already there's no point going to this class this is yeah. a very
2: good point I think Bill Dexler is just chanting his arms like that sounds like easy money yeah <laughs> <Just sit laughs> yes, there going, yeah make a fucking toaster I don't care do what you want I'm getting paid either way <laughs> So Jessica is uh, horrified by this prospect. Uh, so back in the painting class, Olivia has tried to paint a garden without using um, any greens. She's using sort of blues and browns and uh, Stuart is very impressed.
0: Mm, that's it, yeah, because it, it's funny because he kind of, he looks at Elizabeth's canvas, which is right next to Olivia's and he's like, that's nice, Elizabeth. And then he comes to hers, and he's like, this is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, fuck you, Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of like, holy shit, this is actually good. Yeah, it's like kick her canvas over and be like, forget about that. Do this one.
2: So he asks if she's ever done an art class before, and uh, she hasn't really. She's into visual art, but she's only ever done like a watercolor class. And he's like, Wow, and, you know, I think you've got a real gift. And you know, I think if you're planning whatever you're, you're planning to do as you're painting, you know, I'll be there to to help you out. And he's mm. really, by the way, just going to say now, he is not creepy. No, he... He he crosses a boundary one stage, but
0: not a particularly... Not gross, like. There's no... Yeah, there's no bad intent on his part, uh, in fairness, but he's not very good at reading situations either. No, (laughs) I mean, very
2: much not. Um, So, uh, yeah, he's he's clearly is just being like, wow, you're really good. Um, uh, Whatever, like, I'm going to encourage this talent. Yeah. And she is totally... Fucking obsessed She thinks She wanted to know everything About Stuart Backman Where he lived What kind of paintings he liked What his own paintings were like She couldn't bear to take her eyes off him For a single second Oh god (laughs) And as soon as they finish the class uh, Liz says You know She thinks Stuart's a great teacher And Olivia Just blurts out She's the most wonderful man I've ever met And the others are like Um. Okay Die the fuck a bit Jesus, yeah, it's so cringe. And Olivia realises that she might have been a bit too effusive. Um, So she she tones it down, but not really. And she basically thinks that she can't hide her feelings because in no time at all, the whole world would know that she was in love with Stuart Backman. Madly in love. Oh, God. Sweet Jesus. (laughs) So speaking about people raving, cut to Wednesday and Lila is raving, we're told, about Annika Hunt. (laughs) <laughs> she's like if she and daddy get married I'll be
0: the stepdaughter of a movie star in a daytime soap opera yeah again there's there's a lot of jumping around with Annika's uh, career description here. <laughs>
2: um, so yeah she's also enjoying her class and apparently Eleanor loves the dress and it doesn't even matter that it's like Jessica's one because it's the craft that counts and fair enough mm. if this was a dressmaking class which is actually really difficult because uh, you know to start learn from scratch so I mean, um, this again. The like the electronics, uh, electronics class. I'm not really sure what Eleanor is <laughs> is doing in this. What's she actually teaching them? Yeah, because again, it's like there you go. Make a dress,
0: like design and create this dress, and you're starting from like what level of ability? Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I've watched Great British Sewing Bee. That yeah. shit is stressful when you know what you're doing. Very much,
2: <laughs> and they hurt. Even in the sewing bee, they don't design their own patterns most of the time. It's really no. hard. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Jessica is distracted by the arrival of Olivia, who's sporting. A whole new look.
0: Oh my God. Yes. Uh, I'm going to save it for the end, but I will just say it's
2: extremely sandy at the end of Greece. Very much so. To the extent (laughs) that I just don't even know where did she get these clothes? Like she cannot (laughs) have these clothes in her wardrobe. I just do not believe it. No. Very much not Olivia. No. Uh, Liz and Edith are also shocked because Olivia looks like she just stepped out of a fashion magazine. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Olivia is adjusting her I don't think this counts as a, fo- a clothes spoiler because she adjusts her large triangular shaped earrings. Amazing, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> her old hooped ones were so juvenile. Okay, I don't think so, but all right. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a to think her juvenile. So hmm. Olivia has, has her arms full of art magazines and uh, she's just going on about them and how one of them has an interview with Stuart in it. Hmm. And before Elizabeth can ask about it, um, Olivia runs off because she has to find the aforementioned Stuart because uh, apparently he's around during lunch to answer questions if they have you know any issues with their painting, and she wants to talk about it, uh, to him about uh, David Hockney because he mentioned being a fan, and she runs off and the others stare after her in disbelief. <laughs> well, they might.
0: I mean, it's a very bizarre exchange the end of having, yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: So she goes off to the art room and finds him working on a big painting because apparently he's just like using the school as his studio now. I love it. Like, this is such a scam. He's such a fucking grifter. He's just, <laughs> just buying himself some
0: free studio space and getting paid to like half-ass a, a painting class in the yeah. evening. It's
2: great. I say fair play to all these t- oh, teachers. absolutely.
0: Like two weeks of studio space for free. Absolutely get on that. Yeah.
2: So uh, he's all like, oh, hi. And she's disappointed he doesn't mention her insane new look, which apparently he Clear, he clearly doesn't notice because he's really yeah. not interested in what she looks like. Oh. So she's impressed by his painting. And actually, his response is really kind of nice. Like, uh, she says, he says, thank you, I like it too. And Then he smiles and says, I feel okay about admitting that since for every painting I do that I like, there must be about a dozen I have to junk.
0: <laughs> that is very relatable. It really <laughs> is.
2: And it's <laughs> kind of a nice way of accepting a compliment. So, uh, yeah, he tells, she asks him how he became an artist and he, didn't come from an arty family, but he's just, you know, he just we re- always wanted to paint. And he asks her about her own art dreams, and she said she never really thought about becoming an artist before. And then she does this really like ham fisted reference to David Hockney. Oh, God. <laughs> and he doesn't pick up on it. She's like, well, you're, you're off to a good start, and if there's any help I can give you, just let me know. Um, and she's dazzled, and it's sure that he must think she's extra special.
0: Oh God, yeah, because he says, yeah, I feel like you're going to do something great in this class. It's like, she couldn't believe her ears. Did that mean he thought she was special? That he liked her as much as she liked him? And it's like,
2: Olivia, stop. What are you doing? He's just no. being nice. And then he's like, just a sort of see you, kid, and wink yes. at her as he goes. And she thinks that's proof enough for her. Oh God. So she floats off as if walking on air. So uh, on the way to the workshops, Jessica is lamenting her plight to Liz and Edith because she has no idea what to make in this class. And the only thing she could come up with is a heated coat hanger. <laughs> and then she, uh, she plods off melodramatically. Well, I'm off to the torture chamber.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, like I, I can't figure what, like, what is she doing in these classes? If everybody else has a project on the go, she's just sitting there with literally nothing to do. Like,
2: Yes. Yeah. I mean I mean Bill should be teaching them something, which clearly he is not. <laughs> Bill has just checked out completely. He's <laughs> like, yeah. just reading a
3: book behind the desk. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: So uh, Enid has spotted that Olivia is just you know being a bit weird basically. And she tells Liz, look, keep an eye on the class. And Olivia, or Liz is like, Look, she's just excited about painting. Uh, I mean, really? Come on. Yeah. And Enid says basically that Olivia has a True. <laughs> Very true. Mentioning Stuart, say. We've all been there. Uh, so Olivia hurries up, struggling with one of her funky earrings. Like, how big are they? <laughs> I know. It's like... like... I need a picture or some kind of reference for these earrings because it's like, yeah, she's hurrying.
0: She probably has her hands full of stuff because she's coming to class and she's still managing to struggle with an (laughs) earring. It's like, (laughs) is it just like the size of an A4 page hanging off your (laughs) earring? What's happening?
2: (laughs) It's weighing her down. Yeah. So uh, she declares that Stuart is, quote, the most adorable guy in the world. The others are like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is it
0: Enid is like, yeah, he's nice looking, but he's a bit on the old side. Too old for us, I mean. Livy's like... (laughs) (laughs)
2: and like it's never occurred to her that he is a grown man Mm. and she says she's like because of her stalking she's worked out that he must be because he's only left college a couple of years he must be about 23 and he just says old sagely which I really like
0: (laughs) It is good, yes. Like,
2: yes, old. And also very accurate, because that's what I would have thought of a 23-year-old.
0: Oh, like when you're 16, anybody that's like, yeah, over 18 is ancient, basically. True.
2: Uh, Olivia, however, says, quote, what difference does age make when it comes to something as important as art? Mm. And the others look at each other like, "Uh uh-oh, which is (laughs) good. Because they've let this stand as a normal statement. This book would be very dubious yes um, so in the art class uh, S- Stuart says that Olivia's interest in, in talking about David Hockney has given him an idea the class have to go to the Sweet Valley High Museum and look at the art and uh, write a painting about their favourite painting no by the way no way the Sweet Valley Museum is a fucking Hockney in it it just, just doesn't <laughs> seems unlikely <yeah>. local <laughs> artists watercolours that's what's in the Sweet Valley Museum <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, he asks Olivia to tell the class why she likes Hockney and Liz wonders if he's sort of encouraging her without realising it which is kind of true yeah no,
0: it is entirely what's happening yeah
2: he just thinks he's encouraging the sort of you know the one person in the class who has some talent but Olivia's like he loves me oh god (laughs) Um, so she but Liz sort of is watching closely and she comes to the conclusion, there's not really anything to worry about. It's just that Olivia has talent and and she's excited to see her, her talent encouraged. I mean, literally she was saying he's the most adorable guy in the world five minutes ago. So, Yeah, Liz
0: just can't really see it. And I wonder is it's just because she's such a teacher's pet herself <gasps> with like Roger Collins that she's just like, no, this is totally normal behaviour. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Everybody is the golden child.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, Nina is not convinced though. Um, yeah. And uh, But Liz has to admit that Olivia's joy is slightly over the top, but, you know, she convinces herself it's just about the painting. That it's all fine, yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, Jess has finally turned up in her class late and it's even worse than she remembered. It's a veritable (laughs) haven of nerds.
0: I just keep this is lousy, but it must just smell terrible in
2: there. Oh, oh, just a room full of lads,
0: like all just farting and probably not smelling great to begin with. Oh.
2: <laughs> well, actually it's uh it's kinda this is actually genuinely. I found this genuinely poignant, enough for the reasons that <laughs> Jessica means. So they're all given lab partners, and hers is Randy, which sends her into despair. And there's a sort of tragic depiction of Randy where it says he was shorter than he was and wore the kind of corduroy jeans nobody wore anymore.
3: Oh.
0: But he also wears like, he also has a calculator in his back pocket. So he's like a cartoon nerd. And it's like, yes, what are you doing?
2: Oh my God, yes. And of course he beams, exposing metal braces. So, uh, which horrifies Jessica. Though, for uh, so note say, in a year he'll have straight teeth, you'll still be a bitch. So, Ooh. Really? No amount of orthodontic treatment can fix
0: that. This <laughs> <It's just> skank.
2: <laughs> you are beyond medical health, Justin Wakefield. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> he he admits that he is a nice guy, so it could have been worse. But then Winston starts joking about them being like a dream team. Like, move over, watch and Haverstein Hammerstein. Take a bow, yeah. Livingston and Stanley. We've got a pr- partnership here that will revolutionize the world of high technology. <laughs> so this is just... Oh. Were her worst nightmare. But then she realizes, you know, Randy knows his stuff, so maybe he's a good partner to have.
0: Yeah, maybe like it's funny that they don't mention at all the fact that he she got him to hack into the fucking school computer to change her grades like not that long ago.
2: And then went on to an island and looked at rock pools with him.
0: Mm, I mean, yeah, they have
2: interacted before, but this is kind of like they've never met each other. It's weird. Maybe nerds just like a raise from Jessica's mind. After she talks just to them, auto delete. It's <laughs> a space-saving measure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess it's the next day, and Olivia offers to help Stuart set up as uh, the class. And initially, he turns her down, like he's really not encouraging. He's like, "Oh, you're grand," and she's like, "No, really, really. I will let me help you." Just he's okay. You can help me set up some easels. So this is her dream come true because her whole life has just transformed in the last few days. And we learn she's. I think he's been stalking him terrifying <laughs> oh my god. explain what she's been
0: doing please oh god well he's all he is literally all she thought about she had gotten his address <gasps> by checking an alumni catalog at the riverside art academy oh where he had been a student it didn't contain his phone number but just knowing the name of the street where he lived made her incredibly happy
3: oh.
0: like holy shit stewart needs gdpr and in fact america as a whole needs gdpr <laughs> desperately like holy shit lads. <laughs> very much so
2: and she has also Found a photo of him in a magazine. In the magazine oh interview, God. yeah. And she's put it up on a wall, and she gazes at it, morning and night. Oh God, Olivia! Oh. She she's far gone. Like yep. it's scary. <laughs> and she th- she acknowledges it's a bit dodgy him being her instructor and all, but mm-hmm. um, she thinks it's her birthday next week, and I guess she's going to be seventeen and uh, she figures that he can't be more than six years older than her and that's the same divide as her parents. It's like, I'm pretty sure your parents didn't meet when one of them was 17 and one of them was 23. Exactly, yeah. And she thinks that uh, in movies, guys are mostly older and decides it was romantic. Nope, it's illegal. (laughs) And uh, yeah, she's pondering this when Liz asks her for the proofs of the art pages for the Oracle. Because Mr. Collins (laughs) is waiting for them and she has let him
0: down. Oh no. Yeah, Olivia has completely forgotten that she had some stuff to do for the Oracle. Uh, She's just been so entirely consumed by painting and Stuart, well, all stuart basically, uh, that she left whatever she was supposed to bring in at home and she's like, oh shit, she's let down Elizabeth now and Mr.
2: Collins. (laughs) But double whammy. (laughs) But she doesn't, she knows she should go and apologise to Mr. Collins and sort things out because she's like, the paper's going to be behind, Mm. doesn't she runs off to Stuart. Oh,
0: Olivia. Good
2: Lord. Betraying Mr. Collins.
0: No, no need for that.
2: <laughs> Never. <laughs> uh, so later, Liz tells Edith, OK, fair enough, you you were right all along. She is obsessed. And they both agree that Stuart doesn't, you know, doesn't know about the crush. As far as he's concerned, he's mentoring a promising artist. But um, Edith says it's becoming a real problem. And it's kind of clear at the class that uh, this is the case because the other students aren't so happy. Yeah, uh, is it Caroline and Maria
0: are talking about it and they're like, "Um, yeah, oh, you guys ready? And they're like, yeah, yeah. But it's like, who can get a minute of his attention because Olivia just monopolizes him all the time. So it's like everybody else has noticed what's going on as well and that Olivia is just all over him constantly.
2: Yeah, and actually Caroline points out that Stuart is nice to everybody, but um, so like Olivia just doesn't let... It's not like he is seeking her out. It's no. just that when he's trying to teach, she's like, oh, what about this, Stuart? And she keeps popping up, offering to do things for him. Mm. And Elizabeth tries to convince herself um, that, uh, you know... Like, she's just eager, like... Yeah, yeah. And um, but she really has to acknowledge that Olivia is obsessed as the class goes on. Like, as far as Stuart's concerned, Olivia's the best in the class and she's really into art, but... Um, to to the others, Olivia just looks like uh, the crazed stalker, which oh she God. is. I
0: mean, yeah, it's accurate. It's, it's lousy but accurate. Yeah.
2: So cut to Friday, where Amy and Jessica are talking about Lila's dad. He's uh, got a an exciting weekend planned. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so Anik is taking him to the set of The Willoughbys <gasps> and then they're going to hang out in Hollywood together <gasps> and go to dinner at Ty Rourke's house and apparently Ty Rourke is a hot new producer in Hollywood Oh, the name in entertainment
2: yeah. <laughs> Oh, and Amy is jealous because uh, her her mother is a broadcaster but she can't get her to the stars Yes, because she works for a local TV station Local news, yeah <laughs> I mean, she might get you to see, uh, oh frankly speaking but that would be about <laughs> So, <laughs> Jess is still inexplicably sure that it, Lila is making it up. Um, and Amy says, look, Lila's gone into so many details. Like, it can't be true. But Jessica, the master of <laughs> deceit.
0: Like, she would know about lying, in fairness.
2: This is amazing, because it really is the sort of thing a psychopath would say. Now, Amy, Jessica said calmly, that is exactly where you're wrong. Don't you know anything about the psychology of lying? For One thing, once you start telling one lie, the others just multiply.
0: It's <laughs> like you just picture her with these cold dead shark eyes like when she says this. <laughs> I
2: know, exactly. Yeah, she's just like, you I know how to tell lies. I know how to tell lies very well. Uh, no. Lies always get specific and um, that's why a Jess or Lila is so specific because it's a lie. I mean, <laughs> the logic is not there. And, um, her, she says her real proof is that Lila won't invite them to the house when Annika is supposedly there. And Amy, understandably, can't understand why Lila would bother. But Jessica is... (laughs) Because their relationship is so unhealthy. Don't you see? Jessica cried. She's trying to torture us by proving once again how ultra glamorous her life is compared to our totally ordinary lives. She glared at Amy. I think it's perfectly clear she's lying. I just wish I could prove it. She is unhinged it's
0: demented like I, I just I don't know why she cares so much
2: <laughs> oh, why? I, I mean really their relationship is so unhealthy <laughs> so Amy's like yeah whatever good luck proving it and uh, Jessica has a brainwave
0: <laughs> what is she going she, to do yeah. she says Amy you've given me the most wonderful idea for a project to make in my workshop what Amy demanded a lie detector Jessica cried
2: <laughs> oh my god this is so amazing <laughs> yes because oh, uh, apparently that's we are told explicitly that's very easy mm.
0: <laughs> it's a piece of cake a 16 year old can throw it together over the course of a couple of evenings yeah, Grand. Good to know.
2: <laughs> so in the painting class Stuart reminds them that the show is next week so he's arranged that they can come in and work on the paintings over the weekend and we're told that uh, Olivia has been dreading two whole days away from him Oh, no. she's got a case of the Jessicas. Oh, she, really, yeah, she really does. Um, so at the end of the class, she tells him she's having trouble with her progress, a lie, and asks for suggestions. And he's like, oh, maybe you can go to the Sweet Valley Museum, that magnificent collection of art, and look at the paintings for inspiration. And she wants to say, why can't
0: I go to the museum with you? Oh, Olivia, get a grip on
2: yourself, girl. Lost so she sees a flyer and that uh, tickles her fancy.
0: It does, yes. So the flyer is an announcement about an alumni presentation at the Riverside Art Academy uh, on Monday afternoon. So there's going to be three speakers at it and one of them is Stuart.
2: (gasps) Yes, and uh, he's going to talk about making a living from painting, which is actually a very practical thing to teach art students. And he suggests uh, that she come along too. And by the way, it is so fucking obviously not anything approaching a date because he says, if you're interested in going to art school, it'd be good to meet people in an art school. And he's uh, he's like you know I'd be happy to to take you there and of course Olivia thinks there's no denying what that meant oh no stop it and then he says fine fine remind me on Monday which is like the,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the clear is like this is not anything to make a big deal out of if you're going to have to remind I me know. to bring you this is not what you think it is
2: <laughs> I know. Um, but somehow Olivia is convinced that this is like an amazing declaration of love, basically. And uh, she bumps into Liz, who's like, uh, so are you OK? But Olivia thinks she can't help being madly head over heels in love. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And she's convinced that when the workshop ends, Stuart will like declare that he shares her feelings. And they, oh, God. Yeah. She's like,
0: only one more week to endure. And Stuart would be able to tell her exactly how he felt about her. Uh, like. No, oh, is this,
2: what's from? <laughs> this is Jessica level delusion. Like it's worrying. True, it is. Good lord. Yeah. Well, maybe this is what happens in Sweet Valley when somebody doesn't have a boyfriend for that long. Just <laughs> that atmosphere drives them oh, mad. <laughs> Literally drives them mad. They just lose all sense of reason. Yeah. yeah. So the next day, Mrs. Davidson asks Olivia what she wants to do for her birthday on Friday, um, because she hasn't been talking about it at all, and because, uh, of course, her brain has just been full of Stuart. <laughs> and Olivia's like, oh, I don't really care, man. Because she's actually somehow deluding herself to thinking that maybe Stuart will ask her out after there's the sh- the school show on Friday.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. Again, it's it's pure Jessica Daydream stuff. It's like she, an image flashed through her mind. She was sitting in an elegant restaurant, sipping champagne with Stuart. It's
2: like, what are you talking about? Where is this coming from? <laughs> so... Uh, Mrs. Davidson says, oh, can me and your dad plan anything? Like, do you want us to do anything? But she's barely listening because uh, she's got some plans. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, she's uh, she's going to go
0: to the art supply store, but not just the art supply store. Oh, no. Store. She tells she's her mother going...
2: she's going just to the art supply
0: store. Yes, uh, yes. But, uh, but her actual plan, well, she is going to the shop, but yes. she's also going to drive past Stuart's apartment too. Oh, my God. And like, it's so funny, it's like 20 minutes later, Olivia had parked her green van across from the small apartment building. It's like, holy shit, she's got a murder van. Run, Stuart, run.
2: I know, like, the van. Like green van, get out of here. Oh my God. <laughs> so there in her high ace waiting, <laughs> bungled okay, yeah. Stuart into the back. There's no windows there, Stuart. Oh Jesus! <laughs> so she sees Stuart's car because, of course, she's like a him in the school to check what so she knows what his car is, and uh, she realizes that he's at home. So she needs an excuse to call. I'm surprised she even thinks of that because she's so obsessed. So yeah. she decides she's going to ask to borrow one of his art books. Like, I,
0: I guess. I mean, there's a library, but okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so she runs across to the building without asking herself if this is a good idea. It's not. <laughs> It truly is not. She she rings the buzzer and he answers and he's basically asleep or possibly quite stoned. Or that, yeah, yeah. true. Um, but, uh, well, actually, we're told he never gets up before noon at the weekends because he works late into the night. Aha. Uh-huh. And <laughs> she thinks that is somehow proof he doesn't have a girlfriend. Yeah, he couldn't be in love with anyone if he spent weekend nights working, could he? Sure. Well, so you've just woken him up at half ten on a Saturday for fuck's sake, Olivia. Oh
0: God. Yeah, fair.
2: So she says she wanted to find a certain Hockney painting, but it's not at the museum. Of course it wasn't. (laughs) Why would it be? So she asks to borrow books and there's a long silence. And he's like, "Uh, OK, look, let me get dressed and I'll let you in. She's like, yes.
0: Jesus Christ. like, he didn't think she was nuts for coming over. It's like, we don't know that. (laughs)
2: But uh, yeah, he comes down um, to to let her in, and uh, we're told he looks fantastic. His dark hair a little dishevelled, and his shirt untucked over a pair of worn jeans. He had his shirt sleeves rolled up, and his arms arms looked sturdy and strong. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't sound that bad, actually. <laughs> you can get on board with that. <laughs> I think a lot of it's good. Um, So uh, he's like, this is, but he's nice. Uh, So he's like, oh, this is a surprise. You know, I've never had a student who's as serious about painting as you, Olivia. You make me feel it's worthwhile being a teacher. And she basically invites herself into his apartment. Oh, God, yeah. And so he's like, okay, you can borrow whatever books you like. She's dazzled by his cool digs
0: it's very yeah it's very cool guy in the 80s kind of apartment it's like it's uh, big and open very spare with just a few pieces of furniture and lots of windows it's like everywhere she looked there were canvases some finished some not some leaning against the walls like it's uh, yeah it's
2: very cool it's an 80s (laughs) art guy's apartment Um, absolutely she is as impressed as I would have been (laughs) Um, so he goes off to make coffee so half asleep and she sees a photo of him with friends including a pretty woman around his age but of course the thought that he actually has a girlfriend doesn't strike her
3: it
0: never strikes any of them. Any of these young ones that fall in love with their teachers in these books. It's like, yes,
2: he has a girlfriend. That's how this always ends. Oh my God. And the fact that he basically has a photo of the two of them is uh, should be a clue. I mean, you would think. So he gives her some coffee because uh, he's clearly so out He hasn't even heard her say, oh, do you like coffee? Um, and he shows her <laughs> sketches for a pair of earrings. What, what is it with the earrings? <laughs> it's the 80s, man. It's all about the statement earrings. <laughs> Good point. So yeah, we're told that he's making them for a special occasion and he asks what she thinks of them, like, would she wear them? And somehow she's convinced that he found out it's her birthday on Friday and is making her some special, unique earrings. Oh, God. So I don't say, Olivia, you have lost your
0: freaking mind. She truly has. Like, she is completely beyond. Like, there's there's no walking her back at this stage.
2: (laughs) And uh, she sort of knows this is bad, but she just can't get the thought out of her head. So uh, Stuart gives her a nice pep talk about, you know, you've got to focus for your art for a few years now, like you're really good. And he's like, oh, she's just, he's saying this because he thinks I'm so cool and and she fancies me. It's like, no, he obviously doesn't.
0: Oh God, he really doesn't. Like, yeah, he's just kind of oblivious and super into his art. Yeah, and
2: he's (laughs) telling her about like good art colleges and, you know, good teachers and what to look out for. And then they look at the Hockley books and she actually, yeah, it could leave sort of full of enthusiasm for her painting basically because it must be perfect for him. Yeah that's the thing it's like she she does actually
0: enjoy painting but it's all motivated by like pleasing Stuart rather than just enjoying it herself like or getting some kind of satisfaction of her own out of it like which is kind of sad.
2: So before we go back to school we're going to take a quick break to tell you about a new uh, and or another podcast from the Headstuff stables because as you might recall we are proud members of the Head Stuff podcast network. That's
0: right yeah uh, so this week check out I Know That Face which is such a good name for a podcast especially this one yeah. uh, because each episode is about a different character actor <gasps> so you know it's the type of person you see popping up in movies and you're like I know that face yes. So, you know great great title you guys.
2: <laughs> so yeah it'll, it'll go into the careers of uh, often underappreciated actors.
0: Exactly yeah the uh, episode's about Paul Dano, Barry Keown and one of my favourites she's excellent and underrated Judy
2: Greer Oh I always like seeing Judy
0: Greer Properly love her Yeah Hello everyone and welcome to I Know That Face the only podcast which honours the often underappreciated by the masses work of character actors My is Stephen Portia My name's Andrew Carroll character actor is a supporting actor who specializes in playing unusual interesting or eccentric characters for whatever reason these performers are less concerned with being stars because of that they often take supporting roles in big movies or only play leads in indie films or tv they're less concerned with their image they can bounce between heroes or villains they're chameleons and they often disappear into each role so you might know the faces but you might not know the names so subscribe to us wherever you subscribe for podcasts and be on the lookout for that to come and until then uh, see you later cinephiles bye bye
2: so yes, check it out and find out more about uh, the various head stuff podcasts at uh, HS Pod Network on Twitter. And now back to Sweet Valley, where Jessica is in the library. It's very unlike her. Well, she's hoping to find out how to make a lie detector from a fucking <laughs> encyclopedia. I'm encyclopedias. swearing a lot of this episode, but really, it's, it's just preposterous it's so funny that she goes to the encyclopedia to figure this out it's like okay Jess sure why not of course that's where you find it um, but then she spies Randy and uh, of course he spends his lunchtime in the library and indeed who can blame him um, oh, surrounded by that yeah. shower and she butters <laughs> him up and sort of fishes for help and he, Randy takes the bait Oh, poor
0: Randy. She's duped him once again (laughs) (laughs) to do all the work for her. Yeah. So she tells him all about her lie detector idea and uh, she basically just kind of tricks him into saying that he's going to help her do it.
2: Yeah. And he says, oh, it's, it's basically it's simple. You just need a blood pressure detection device. Um, So she's only delighted with herself because it's clear that he's going to do all the hard labour. Of course he is, yeah. On her way out she bumps into Lila who's going on about Annika again and she coolly says maybe uh, Lila shouldn't tell so many people about Annika because it would be embarrassing if it came out it was all exaggerated. And Lila's genuinely what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) So she's just, she's on
0: such a weird one with this and everybody else is just like, what are you talking about? Why would she lie? Like, Lila is
2: better than all of you. She doesn't need to yeah, make it up. exactly. Well, but Jess sails down the hall feeling smug with <laughs> no justification whatsoever. None. <laughs> as will be proved, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so at lunchtime, everybody's uh, concentrating on their project and Liz tells the others, she said that Lila sewed the darts in her dress backwards and is really upset. By the way, that isn't a big mistake to correct.
0: Like No, but it, it is a classic of the uh, the Sewing Bee <laughs> episodes,
2: though. Oh, I love the Sewing Bee so much. <laughs> Me too. It's very comforting. It, I love it. it is. And it's also comforting to know that even they are all really good sewers and they still make mistakes sometimes. They also sew shit inside out every so often. Oh, God, yeah. yeah I've done that. And the upside down and the wrong pieces together. So, oh um, yeah, I, I just don't understand why the teacher has said, you know, well, you don't have any time to fix it. Like, she does. Like, help her. You're her teacher, for fuck's sake. They're all learning. Eleanor is terrible. And she, she gets worse yeah. as it goes on, by the way. So uh, the others are amused by the prospect of Jess having to wear a, a outfit. or a, Sorry, not Jess. Lila having to wear Lila. an outfit with inside out darts. And who can blame them? And uh, Enid can't wait to see the results of everybody's labours, especially Jessica, because they're like, what the fuck is she doing in that
0: <laughs> What is she going to pull out of the bag?
2: <laughs> so then Liz remembers that Friday is Olivia's birthday and she asks her if she's having a party. And uh, Olivia doesn't want to make a big deal out of it. But the others want to celebrate. And Eden's quite nicely. it's quite... I like it in this book, actually. Yeah, she is actually OK in this book. And yeah, she's more on the ball, I think, than than Elizabeth anyway, for sure. Like, she's much more perceptive yeah. than usual. And she's kind of funny as well. Like, oh. she's... Uh, I, I not know. She's showing more of a personality than she usually does. <laughs> um, and she suggests, din- you know, having dinner for Olivia at her place, which is a nice idea. But uh, Olivia lightly turns it down saying she's sure she'll end up doing something special because there's only one way she wants to celebrate and she thinks it will happen. And needed literally kicks Liz under the table <laughs> And, then, uh, and when uh, Olivia drifts off To take Stuart's book back to him Edith is like What the fuck Is she spending her birthday with him?
0: Oh god Yeah It's gas <laughs> And Jeffrey's t- like I don't get it Isn't he way
2: too old for her? And then Liz reassures him That basically The fancy teacher- teachers Is not an epidemic Because I presumably Because otherwise She's oh, like man. You know I'd be straight on To Mr. Collins <laughs> Yeah, I don't believe Liz when she says it's not going to turn into an epidemic. I think it already has. Oh, I think that epidemic is uh, the pandemic in that state.
0: <laughs> Indeed. There is no social distancing in Roger Collins' place. Oh,
2: oh, no, come on. We've, we've 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 come to appreciate that Mr. Collins is not the... Uh, is is actually... apart from his uh, turning up with their social activities.
0: <laughs> no, OK, yeah, he
2: is actually... Good. He yeah. keeps his physical distance when he's... He <laughs> When he's serving up burgers at a, at a beachside soiree. <laughs> so uh, Edith has basically decided that Stuart is kind of encouraging Olivia, uh, but Liz, Liz is not convinced. Mm. And at class, they're both like observing closely. You can just imagine the pair of them <laughs> with the notebooks out and everything. <laughs> um, and Liz admits that um, Stuart is sort of focusing on Olivia, but it he she thinks it's just because she is like, yeah, it is kind of favoritism, but. She is the best in the class. Mm. um, and then, But then they both get a bit of a jolt because they overhear a conversation between Stuart and Olivia.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, so they're both kind of talking in low voices. And uh, yeah, Elizabeth hears uh, Stuart say, are we still on for this afternoon? You're sure you really want to go? Uh-oh. And Olivia's like, I definitely want to. Where should we meet? And it's, it all sounds very suspicious, oh. I suppose, when you don't know the context of it. Yes,
2: yeah. it sounds extremely dodgy. Um, So, uh Edith is like, we need to talk to Olivia and Liz keeps saying what she must know what she's doing Um, and thinks it's up to Olivia to come to her to talk, which is wildly out of character.
0: It's very unlikely not to absolutely stick her nose in. Like Like, this is actually a a time when it would be very much justified. Appropriate for her to step in. (laughs) The one time it is, she fucking
3: doesn't. (laughs) Of course not.
2: Um, So cut to the Riverside Art Academy where uh, Olivia is checking herself in the ladies' room and we've been told that um, Stuart took her on a complete tour of the school, which we're told is only 60 students. Like, what? That's a very small school. That is like a room over a shop. Like, that is not <laughs> an art <archive.
0: laughs>
2: What kind of a sham academy is
0: this?
2: I'd <laughs> like, maybe it's only 60 students in the graduating year or something. But it mm, does maybe. say it only takes 60 students. Mm. Um, and he introduces her as his prize student. And she's she's glowing. But then uh, another teacher asks Stuart a question and it kind of puts Olivia uh, in a bit of a spin very briefly. Well,
0: yeah, yeah. someone asks him, oh, where's Monica? And uh, Stuart's like, oh, she's in L.A. for a few days. And Olivia's like burning with curiosity. Who is she? But then she forgets like straight away yes. that this ever happened. And it's like,
2: it's clearly his girlfriend. Yeah. And she's like, well, Mo- this Monica's out of town while I'm his prized pupil. It's like, oh, God. Dear, clearly a couple. She was probably lives in that art loft with him, but... Yes, exactly. Oh, God. Oh. So, uh, Stuart's talk is brilliant, of course, and she's so happy that when... Uh, she's sorry that it's all over. Then Stuart asks her if she has to go straight away because he, he'd like her to do him a big favour. Mm. And... This is the thing, by the way, he he literally doesn't have any sleazy intentions, quite the opposite. But He doesn't. This, was but, like, this is ill-judged. ridiculous.
0: Yeah. And in fact, even the fact that he did bring her to this thing without like calling her parents first. Like her parents don't know where she is, and she's out of school with a teacher. And it's like, no, this is weird. Like
2: Uh Yeah, no, this is and uh, it's it's like why especially in the circumstances in that he is now taking her to a store called Domain. I'm
0: so excited about this shop and the fact that it has a name. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's amazing.
2: I know. It's not just called the Artie gift shop. The Artie Furniture Shop, yeah. <laughs> um well uh, yeah, because he, he needs to pick up a present for a quote, a very special friend. Let's like, just say girlfriend for fuck's sake. I know, please. <laughs> um so you he want her advice, and of course this gives Olivia the excuse to think that this present is for her. Oh, god. Why? Like, why did she? Why did she go there? <laughs> so the shop is super fancy, and um, we're t- uh, St- uh, Stewart admits that he can't often uh, afford to shop there. But this is a very important gift, so Olivia's like, "Oh, oh <laughs> uh, god!" We're told that the shop is full of expensive, strange-looking trinkets. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's like really expensive lamps and like Stuart is turning over a silver goblet in his hands, frowning. It's like, I don't know, is this a furniture shop or just like a weird shit that you have on your shelf kind of shop? Like it's all kinds of random stuff. It's
2: extremely random. And uh, Olivia picks up a picture frame and says, oh, this is nice. And Stuart's like, oh, it's perfect. Um, But he doesn't buy it. (laughs) <laughs> so they leave and he's like oh, she, Olivia's thinking I wonder where he found out about my birthday he's obviously going to get me this picture frame and he yeah. asks he asks "Like, well, so what's the big occasion coming up and it's like don't give it a thought and then he winks which is again being a bit weird stop winking at her please I yes. <laughs> guess he thinks you're, he's being like a cheeky chap
3: yes yeah, no uh, <laughs> really not
2: helpful <laughs> so at home uh, by the way you think this is going to go sore it doesn't really uh, she tells her mother she's going to be setting up her easel for the weekend and her mother tells her that her grandmother Leah was a serious oil painter mm. So yeah
0: Olivia's really surprised she'd never heard this before and apparently some of the grandmother's paintings are up in the attic uh,
2: I mean it's a bit hard. But it's like, if she's this amazing oil painter you can put one of them on the wall <laughs> you can hang one up it won't kill it's you it. You're yeah. it's like her own mother <laughs> I think she'd have one of her paintings if of she's off the wall. <sighs> so uh, Olivia wonders if she herself is really into art or is it just really into Stuart? Mm. But she works on her painting and she sort of gets into a full sort of flow state uh, until she's interrupted by a co- by her mum who says that uh, there was a call from some randomer called Rod
0: that's it because when she hears there was a call for
2: her straight away olivia's
0: like stewart and it's like no of course it's not him so her mom is like someone named rod he's in your english class and it's like it's some guy called rod sullivan apparently yeah. and olivia's like who yeah. but in fairness i'm also like who
2: yeah and actually she just doesn't give a shit and neither do i um, but <laughs> whatever Rod. <laughs> so on tuesday she's in early to uh in school early to paint and she bumps into the aforementioned rod um and I, I know this will be close to your heart, uh, Karen, because <laughs> Rod is a designer. Yeah,
0: he's taking a printing class, which actually does sound kind that of does cool. That cool. I'd like to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's um, yeah, he got her name from Mister Collins, and he has some ideas for changing the graphics and typesetting of the school paper. And it's like, all right, Rod, let's do this.
2: Though <laughs> in a way, I mean, I never, I never think that the best way to sort of get into a, uh, an institution is to say, "Do you know what this thing you're doing is shit? I could do it better." <laughs> Here's all the things you're doing wrong. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, he was sent to, he he also, he he heard she was arts editor. And I don't know if it's Rod, Mr. Collins, or the writer of this book, doesn't seem to realise that arts editor is not the same thing as, like, designer
0: true yeah actually yeah that's so funny because yeah they kind of say oh but she's the arts editor so she must paint it's like that's
2: not really? what that means like, <laughs> like... <you> know, <laughs> editing theater reviews like yeah. <laughs> yeah. um but yeah uh i guess they mixed up with art director
3: i
0: guess
2: yeah um so we're told he's nice looking with light brown hair and tortoiseshell glasses hmm, I like that. and um yeah, you keep saying the oracle could do with a good new look. Like <laughs> I mean,
0: it probably can, let's face it. But yeah, oh, I can only
2: imagine what it looks like. Um, but he praises her work in the paper. That's more like it. She's mm. charmed and she wonders why he's never noticed him before. And maybe it's because he then immediately, after exchanging like three sentences, go, oh, maybe we could go to a movie this weekend. She's like, what? What is happening? <laughs> And she doesn't really have like an
0: excuse or anything to get out of it and she's also a bit taken aback and he's just like uh, uh, nothing, never mind and just literally runs away. He does, yeah.
2: He flees. <laughs> oh, literally, he fled. He does. Um, and uh, I don't think she was particularly rude because he really put her on the spot. Like one minute she's he talking did. like they don't know each other. They don't at all. She, doesn't, she, had to, she didn't really know who he was and then two sentences in and he's telling her he wants to like go to uh, um to the cinema with her. Like, really? What? A bit more smooth. Ask, like, maybe when you get another meeting with her or talk to her for more than five minutes, ask Redford. for a <laughs> You just look quite weird. So Stuart appears. And yeah, again, he's... Oh. This
0: isn't... Like, we know there's no bad intent, but again, Stuart, you're... you're you're not helping yourself here no. so please tell us what oh yeah. so like Stuart comes up behind her and he's like oh you sure seem to have scared him off and uh she's like oh no he uh kind of asked me out and I, I don't really know him and then he's like he has good taste he said patting her on the <sighs> arm I bet I bet you break hearts around this place all the time oh, like, Stuart no stop it don't
2: say that <laughs> so she asks to wait um uh, she asks about the picture frame and he, he's like, oh, I haven't made up my mind yet. Um, and she thinks that she'll have to just wait till Friday to find out about his big surprise. Oh, God. So at lunch, Olivia tells, uh, or sorry, Liz tells Olivia that Rod was asking all about her yesterday. We couldn't be ours actually ever talking to her before we're having a proper conversation. <laughs> He just goes through an intermediary each time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Liz agrees that changing the graphics could be a good idea. And she's like, oh, you know, I think he's a bit of a nice guy. But it's clear Olivia doesn't really care. She doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. And when Edith repeats her offer of a birthday dinner, Olivia says she thinks Stuart is planning something for her that night. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Liz is alarmed because she doesn't know if it's worse that Olivia is deluded or that if Stuart is actually taking her out. I
0: know. It's like, which is is the worst
2: situation here? Um, So yeah, yet again, Liz wonders if Olivia knows what she's getting into. And again, in a case where her interference would actually be helpful, she does nothing. Of course. Yeah. Damn it, Liz. (laughs) So, on Wednesday morning, Jessica is fiddling around with her lie lie detector and angry Liz comes in because Jessica has stolen something.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's very unlike Liz that she comes in storming into to Jessica's yeah. room. It's usually the other way around. But uh, Liz is like, I, yeah, sorry, Jessica's like, what is it? She has stuffing the lie detector into a drawer. Yeah. It's, it's a secret project for now. <laughs> and Liz is like, I want to know why you left my very good silk blouse yeah. lying on the floor of my closet. <laughs>
2: oh my god I, I'm I mean I'm glad that she's lost the rag she should do this more often and she should for once Jessica can't sort of uh her into rolling over and go it's fine Jessica you can just wear whatever you like yeah Je- like Jessica's kind of like oh shit she's really mad and Elizabeth's like I'm really
0: tempted to tell mom about this like and she's actually going to rat her out which is also not like Liz. I
2: know she should do I mean I'm not a, you know normally in favor been a rash <laughs> <laughs> snitches get stitches <laughs> but actually I mean Jessica really gets away with so much shit that somebody should sure rat her out she yeah For,
0: well just everyone's in a while yeah,
2: yeah. Um, so Liz goes off and Jessica's actually worried and like wishes she knew whether or not Liz was going to rat her out and then realises she's uh, got a, a way of finding out if somebody's going to follow up on their threats or not <laughs> interesting
0: Could <laughs> be a useful little project
2: yeah <laughs> So uh, cut to uh, Shay Davidson and Olivia wishes that she could confide in her mother. Uh, We learn she is taking the stalking up a notch. Oh God, it's kind of frightening. Like she's still (laughs) driving past his apartment just to see if his car
0: is out the front. She's after looking up his phone number and twice she called his apartment from the payphone in school knowing he wouldn't be home just so she could hear how sexy his voice sounded on his answering machine. oh, oh.
2: Oh, 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 run, run, Stuart,
0: run. Oh, fucking hell. She's like, was this what falling in love was supposed to feel like? And it's like, no, Olivia, <laughs> this
3: is stalking. Like, seriously, <laughs>
0: this is what it feels like to almost
2: get a restraining order put against you. If Stuart only knew, he would be uh, backing I'm off. Terrified. Yeah. <laughs> so she asks her mother, how can you tell if someone likes you? And Mrs. Davidson thinks she's talking about Rod. Oh. And she says, to me the best way. Uh, is to say something to them. And then Olivia uh, brings up her birthday and Mrs Davidson is like, oh, do you know what? Since you said you didn't really want to fuss, um, we're not going to do anything. Uh (laughs) Aha. By the way, if you don't see where this is going, you've never read a book before. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to books. (laughs) (laughs) So Olivia is a bit sad uh, because uh, although she's kind of relieved because this makes her free for Stuart, she is Mm. it's part of her thinking, uh, if he isn't actually planning anything this could be kind of depressing yeah this could be a very sad birthday yeah. otherwise and uh, at school she bumps into Rod and he's got to the trouble of doing up a mock layout Mm. So she's impressed. And then the big Egypt goes, "Eh, do you want to see a movie on Friday? Oh God, please stop.
0: (laughs) And he keeps blurting it out like each time he asks her out. It's just extremely awkward. He's the
2: least suave person in the world. And she's like, oh, sorry, I'm busy. And she thinks he's sweet and probably fun. Really? Uh, Okay. (laughs) If you say so. And then he mutters, some other time and hurries off. Oh, very sexy. Yeah, that's going to make her
0: want to go out with you. (laughs) It was so dreamy the way he walked off grumbling. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy.
2: A <laughs> smooth date requesting technique was one thing, but then the way he went, ooh, maybe another time. <laughs>
3: Go
2: on, give another chance. It's the muttering for me, you know. <laughs> so Stuart over here as he goes, breaking hearts again? Ugh. Oh, God damn it, Stuart. Come on. Um, but uh, in the art room she sees a flyer a new show in the local gallery. And who could the artist be? <gasps> new paintings from Stuart Bachman. <laughs> oh, he's got a a, a, a solo show.
0: And That's right. Yeah, it's the Madison Gallery. So again, another venue. I'm always happy to see a new venue yeah. name or, or somewhere. <laughs> yeah, with and, a name. Uh,
2: yeah, and the show is on Friday. So it's Olivia's birthday. Yes, and the same day as the art show. Um, mm-hmm. And she realises to her sorrow that he that means, oh, we can't be planning a surprise for her. But then... He has a suggestion. Oh, God. Well, he
0: says to her, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, because he says the flyer is actually for her. And he's like, I want you to come to it. I mean it. He said, looking closely at her, there's going to be a kind of surprise there for you. Promise you'll come.
2: (laughs) And the thing is, it actually is a really nice surprise. It is.
0: (laughs) It's just so messed up with all Olivia's fucking psychotic tendencies in this book.
2: And also, I mean... And the thing is The stuff he says Like oh breaking hearts again Are like Not massively Appropriate But not like In the circumstances Again there's no bad intent Or anything like, Yeah he's just, Oh there absolutely yeah. isn't I think he yeah. probably thinks He is being like I'm the fun cool teacher Being yeah The cool teacher guy Like that's just Yeah we're all pals yeah. Kind of Like he's not sleazy In fairness to me No He's not. Um, so uh, anyway, she is completely deluded and is uh, convinced that he's going to give her a big present for some reason. <laughs> oh, i bet he is.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, Enid and Liz later are chilling in Liz's room in the Casadale Wakefield when Jez bursts in and demands to test her infernal machine. <laughs> and, and it works. It does.
3: She's
0: actually, well, I think she's pulled it off. Randy Mason has pulled it off.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, she gets, Enid uh, admits that she is forced to admit that she really did steal a slice of Liz's pizza at lunch. And Liz has to admit that she didn't rat out Jess. Uh-huh. And in a, I don't know why I found this so funny. Jessica <laughs> pats her arm and says, "What a good sister!" <laughs> it's
0: like she's talking to Prince Albert. It's so good. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a good sister?
2: <laughs> so Liz is a bit skeptical of um, of Jessica's new skills. Like, how the hell did she put this together? But Jessica's like, "Oh, I know all about electronics now." Well, Bill <laughs> Dexler, whatever his name is, didn't do much to <laughs> achieve this state of affairs. So uh, then the phone rings. And who could it be? Oh, it's Olivia's ma'am. So she's
0: ringing around, inviting people to As a surprise, surprise party. Oh. Of course. Yeah. Yes, that she's planning for Olivia on Friday night. Yes.
2: And of course they all accept. And Mrs. Uh, Davidson asks Liz if she should invite Rod uh, because he's called for Olivia a few times. Like, he's a fucking stalker himself. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Liz is like, oh yeah, yeah, do. Because, oh, uh, maybe. Um, I don't know. Why not? I suppose. (laughs) Give him some friends because he clearly hasn't been in the gang before.
0: He needs socialising, okay? Some social skills. It'll do him some good,
2: yeah. So uh, Liz is pleased, okay, that at least Olivia will have a nice party. Um, Yes. But she's worried that something might go wrong between now and then. Cut to Wednesday where Olivia goes into a new shop called... Day. I am so excited about all these shops. Oh my God, like this ghostwriter literally just threw
0: the Sweet Valley Directory in the bin and was like, yeah. right, let's do this. I'm, rubbing, I'm here for it. I'm rubbing my hands
2: together as I imagine this writer did. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah, apparently she usually buys her, quote, soft cotton dresses. By the way, nap dresses. Have you read about the phenomenon of the nap dress? No. So Rachel Simon, who's a great uh, writer for The New Yorker, read a piece about. Concept of the nap dress, the sort of summer soft cotton dress. Uh-huh. It's a bit sort of cottage core. It's a bit, okay. you know... oh,
0: Yeah, cottage core is in right now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so uh, maybe Olivia, we've imagined her wearing these, you know, kind of stuff from the hippie shop, but maybe she's been rocking the nap dresses. Is it? Is it a dress you can have a nap in? Is that? Plenty? Well, yes, because it's so sort of comfortable and cottony, <laughs> okay. and it's like, is it? A, it's all borderline on a nighty, but. yeah. Um, oh. Uh, but yeah, I think she's probably wearing some god-awful thing covered in tassels. Oh, probably. So, yeah. um, but uh, anyway, she normally goes to the, the the same boutique to get all her clothes, but she's planned to uh, change things up a bit. She <laughs> <laughs> sure is, yeah. So this sounds like a kind of a swanky clothes
0: shop like uh, in oh, the way yeah. that Domain is very uh, fancy and arty and off the wall yes. I guess <laughs> this shop has all loads of expensive looking clothes so she uh, she chooses an outfit that, uh, that we will get to <laughs> oh we will and it is worth the
2: wait <laughs> um, another way out she sees Stuart emerge from Domain and she doesn't approach him but he's he's holding a package and she's sure he's bought that frame for her the fucking picture frame oh god, god damn it so yeah. uh, Amy Je- Lila and Jess are at the mall buying a present for Olivia which uh, kind of surprised me yeah same I don't know why they'd be that bothered yeah, I guess they've got some matters. Their are I parking. guess um,
0: they're not going to arrive with their hands hanging
2: <laughs> good point <laughs> so they uh, <laughs> that's an amazing phrase um, <laughs> but um, uh, Lila keeps getting distracted she keeps gazing at clothes and saying things like I wish daddy would buy me a fur coat <laughs> oh, Lila, amazing <laughs> I want a fur coat daddy <laughs> And, um, yeah, Jessica makes a jibe about Annika and Lila looks at her with big hurt eyes. Oh, my God. They're all about the big eyes in this book, aren't they? Olivia with her
3: big
0: sad eyes and Lila with her big hurt eyes.
2: Well, Lila seems genuinely quite distressed because she doesn't understand why Jess is being so mean about her and... uh, her dad and, and Annika, and, Annika yeah. and
0: it's not usual for Lila to like even like the person that her dad is going out with it's usually a bone of contention yes. for her so I suppose now that she's actually happy about it and Jess is being such a bitch for no reason about you it it's really like shut it. up
2: and she says that Jessica should be happy for her because her dad's a nice new woman in the house there's a woman in the house again and Jessica mm-hmm. <laughs> sounding like an actual serial killer says <laughs> right Jessica said sarcastically then she added just wait, I'll show you on Friday how happy I am about the whole thing. Fucking hell, like, why, this, why do you care? Where does <laughs> it come from? Lila <laughs> is understandably just baffled by this. Yeah, <laughs> fair. Um, and Lila reveals that uh, the dress is in even worse shape than she thought. Oh, she doesn't even want to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it's not good. She tried to do something... To add something to the hem and inexplicably cut all the hem off, <laughs> now the dress is basically indecent. Oh God! It's like a micro mini, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So she says she's going to probably going to have to get a substitute from somewhere and hope for the best. And Jess, of course, mocks her. And Lila's like, "Well, what are you going to make? An electronic boyfinder? finder?" <laughs> so uh, that's just spar for You know, the typical sparring between them. And um, Lila tells the others to go ahead while she goes into the. Um, uh, oh she's going to like a sewing, sewing shop. shop oh sorry but before that they ponder what to get Olivia and Lila says that the only thing Olivia wants is uh, Stuart back in a box <laughs> <laughs> and somehow this is the first Jess has heard about this
0: yeah she's missed out on all of this I didn't know is she just so uh, consumed with her lie detector and proving Lila wrong for some reason <laughs> that she's just everything else that's happening has gone over her head but apparently the whole school is talking about uh, Olivia is being obsessed with Stuart.
2: Yeah, and how they've done stuff together outside school. So mm. Jess is all like, oh well, I guess she's got a good taste. She is pretty awesome. hot. <laughs> so Lila tells the others as I've uh, said to go on as she heads into the sewing shop. Again, it's got a name. It's McMahon's. It's an Irish <laughs> name. Hooray. <laughs> oh my God. I feel honoured. <laughs> but when she's there, she hears Mrs. Egbert, Winston's mother, talking to somebody and she hears something extraordinary it is some juicy oh news. my god so good
0: <laughs> so yeah lila is Or sorry yeah, uh, she can hear yeah winston's mother talking to some woman yeah. and she hears mrs Eg- egbert exclaim but then i had a hunch when bert <gasps> wilkins moved that he'd be coming back before too long and now it looks like he's got that promotion just <gasps> about wrapped up <gasps> The Wilkinses are on their way back. To
2: Sweet Valley. (laughs) Drama. (laughs) Oh my God. So exciting. Um, So Lila is stunned. And she finds the others, but she realises that she can, uh, she's got something over Jess now. She knows this thing that will affect Elizabeth. So Uh she decides that, uh, she tells him she's got some very interesting news that concerns Jessica. Um, But she decides she's got to hold it over Jessica and presumably... So Jessica will give her the dress that was conveniently mentioned early on that looks just like the dress
0: the one funny. she was trying to make. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: So l- the next day, Lila tries and fails to fix her dress and she goes to Eleanor What's her face, who's pretty terrible. She's no help at all, like. No. <laughs> oh. Cause yeah, she tells her teacher, like, apparently this dress is effectively indecent. But the teacher is <laughs> like, nope, well you've got to wear it anyway. <laughs>
0: You've got to wear it with your eyes hanging out. Deal with it. Like, really, Eleanor? Come on.
2: Because they're like, well, I'm I'm sure other people aren't totally happy with their, uh, you know, project. So, uh, tough shit. Um, So, Lila asks Jessica for help. But Jessica says, oh, you can borrow something from Annika. (laughs) And um, there's kind of an amazing moment where Lila just, you know, caves and goes, look, can I just... Could I just have the dress? Could I just have? Yeah. I know you have this dress. Can I have it? And uh, Lila or Jessica says, "Lie." I don't think that would be very fair to anyone. Uh, to everyone else, it sounds like cheating to me. Her eyes fixed innocently on her friend. Would it be honest, Lila? <laughs> Fucking hell, <laughs> she's terrifying in this book. <laughs> and it's honest in italics, which is even better. And uh, Jessica is. Um, Jessica is is holding out but then Lila sort of plays her card and says okay fair enough that I won't tell you the news I have that concerns your family uh-huh. and Jessica um, folds and Lila says basically that she'll get the gossip when she uh when she hands over the dress on a minute before All <laughs> will be revealed at the handover yes and uh, Lila nodded That very minute she crooned, and not a minute
3: before.
0: (laughs) Everyone's on full panto form. This is great. I love it.
2: (laughs) So, cut a Friday afternoon, and the school auditorium is transformed.
0: Yeah, so everyone's showing off all the stuff they've been making. There's like, uh, the auditorium's been all sectioned off into different areas. So there's like a filmmaking area with TVs running, showing the videos the students were making. There's a pottery section displaying like in a gallery all the stuff that they've made. Uh, yeah, there's there's a whole load of shit going on, to be honest. It's the fact that there's a
2: catwalk. <laughs> 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 oh, um, so Lila's delighted with herself because everyone's praising her dress. Somebody even says, it looks like you got it in a shop. Um and she hasn't had time to tell Jessica the news so she still has that you know power
0: over her. True. And I really felt that Lila was going to get caught out with this. You'd imagine Eleanor would kind of turn up and be like wait this is clearly a shop ball yes. dress. Like that's a professionally done stitch. Yeah. Like no none, none of that. Everyone just thinks Lila's great at sewing now. Yes.
2: <laughs> Somehow. Yeah because yeah, Lila does not have an overlocker. I'm just telling you that much. <laughs> Um, those seams are not professionally finished Um, but uh, yeah Olivia's painting is the star star of the mini gallery and uh, Edith and Jessica or Liz sorry head over to the electronics section to see Jessica do her first demonstration she's basically
0: holding court like there's a whole group gathered around the table let's guess
2: (laughs) and the first victim is Winston he has to uh, they ask him does he owe Ken $25 after losing a bet uh-huh. And uh he says he he doesn't, but it's a lie.
0: <gasps> yeah, uh Randy's done a bit of uh, rejigging with it so it actually prints out lie or truth when uh, when the person answers.
2: <gasps> so dramatic.
0: Very much so, it's great.
2: <laughs> so uh Jess's uh, moment of glory or or as she sees it has arrived. Yeah. Oh, as, God. She's so deluded, she thinks this is gonna be like a surefire moment of triumph. She gets Lila up on stage, I guess, or uh, in the uh, next to her lie detector and asks if her dad is going out with Attica. And she thinks this is going to be like some big revelation. And Lila's just like, yes.
0: <laughs> and Jessica looks triumphantly at the printer and it spits out truth. And she's like, what? But of course, everyone's like, hooray. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and then Lila thanks her for not giving away the dress thing and says, you're a good friend.
0: No, oh God, I suppose Lana's already expecting her to say, did you make this triumph? Yes.
2: <laughs> the, uh, yes, yeah, so the the irony uh, of the whole thing is, uh, I mean, they really, they really are terrible friends. And yes, they do have their moments where they stick up for each other, which well, is right. That's not, true. They keep <laughs> us entertained.
0: They
2: do. Um, so everyone's excited by Jessica's triumph. But then everybody is cheering and, uh, and, you know, whooping and they want Olivia to answer a question. But all Jessica wants to do is leave because she feels totally let down because the whole point of the lie detector, we're told, was, quote, to expose Lila, make her look like a fool. She didn't care how great everyone else thought the device was. She felt completely let down.
0: You'd imagine all this attention she's getting would be enough of a consolation prize, seeing as that's all she ever really wants. But like, no, apparently not. Not this time.
2: Literally the whole point of it, as far as she was concerned, was just to humiliate Lila and it didn't work. Make a show of Lila. Just just the worst. She's a monster. An actual monster. (laughs) So Olivia is sort of pushed up against her will almost. And someone says, oh, ask her if she's in love with Stuart Beckman. And she runs away crying. She does. Um, And Liz runs after her and Olivia turns on her. Oh my God. Turning on Elizabeth Wakefield like how dare she?
0: No, it's bad. (laughs) Yeah, she flips out at Liz and she's like how dare you tell people I'm in love with Stuart? Because um, apparently, like Olivia, never gets angry, and uh, what could she possibly mean about her telling people about Stuart? And Liz is like, I never told anyone. What are you talking about? Yeah. But Olivia is just flipping out, and she's like, Everybody knows you must have said something. And uh, yeah, she kind of says it's her business, and you know, I know you don't approve, but you're not my mother. Yeah. And, you know, run, runs off crying, basically the classic, uh, sweet anyway.
2: move. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Liz is really upset by this, understandably, and she she wonders if she should even go to Olivia's party that night. Uh, but Enid is like, Look, she's just so wound up this, this week. Um, yeah. And actually, Olivia has calmed down a bit. Uh, she's, we cut to her and it's a little while later and she feels guilty for blowing up at Liz because she knows Liz wouldn't have uh, you know, gossiped about her. Liz would never do <laughs> that. It's true. <laughs> In this case. Um, and she sort of realises like there's something wrong with her, herself. Like, this isn't really you know, the way she normally acts.
0: Yeah, she knows that she should be happy because like her painting turned out really well and it's her birthday and she should be excited about stuff. But she's just, yeah, she just kind of knows it's not like her the way that she freaked out.
2: Yeah, but she calms herself down by remembering her rendezvous with Stuart at his show. And she thinks... Oh, it's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks, I'm just much more mature th- than they are. It would be such a relief to be at the opening with Stuart and his friends in the art world where she knew she really belonged. Oh, poor <laughs> Olivia. God. So she arrives at the gallery bedecked in her finery, which will be described later. And she's uh, kind of surprised to see the people at the opening are more into chatting and drinking wine than looking at the paintings. And it's, oh, welcome to the world of arts, Liz, <laughs> or Liv. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Everyone's only here for the wine. <laughs> exactly. And the gossip. So yeah. she spies uh, Stuart, dressed in classy duds, Ooh. <laughs> which, doubtless, you will describe later. I sure will. But then, someone appears at his side. Uh oh, why it's Monica yes, and uh Stewart uh, sees Olivia and introduces her to this beautiful blonde Monica as his prize student and says he's the one that she's been he's been telling her all about.
0: Uh, yeah, like, again, I don't know why she didn't expect this. Like, as soon as somebody said, where is Monica? It's like, this is clearly his girlfriend. But poor Olivia's stunned. And she's just like, oh, God, doesn't know what to say. She's just, like, bowled over by Monica, who's obviously totally super hot. Yes. Um. And, uh, yeah, Monica is actually quite nice. Like, oh, she's, yeah, she is. She's like, oh, you know, Stuart told you, told me about your work. And she's quite, she is quite sound. Yeah, yeah. and
2: it's clear that Stuart, you know, does not think that there's anything weird about his relationship no. with Olivia. That he, like, he's really excited to have had a good artist and he was singing her praises and then yeah. olivia notices what monica is wearing in her ears oh god it's the fancy earrings he was designing they're not for olivia after all of course no, of course <laughs> and she wildly like wonders if well maybe they're not a couple after all and then somebody comes up and it's like oh listen, you're back from l.a how did you get it out without you and it's like really obvious that they are <laughs> and she um she mentions Monica mentions it's her birthday that day, and Oh she, no, Stewart <laughs> told her that Olivia helped him choose her present. Um, they're basically talking to her like there's like she's a child. Yeah, um, you know which she kind of is. Oh, she is. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but she's just like, oh God, I don't belong here. This is really awkward now, and I just feel terrible. Yeah,
2: and she hears one of the adults say, "Oh, she's adorable." <laughs> so um, she tries to escape, but then Stuart says, "Oh, come on, you haven't seen your surprise." And mm-hmm he leads her to one side of the gallery where she genuinely is surprised.
0: Mm, yeah, he's after hanging up her painting in the gallery with a little
2: placard with her name on it. Yes, because he was told that he could exhibit some of his students' work and most of them are students from the college. But he said, he said that hers was so great he had to uh, show hers too. because it's. Oh. And uh, the critics have been raving about it and she actually overhears people say how good it is. And basically he is launching her as an artist.
0: Pretty much, yeah. It's actually it is it is very sweet, like that he did this, and he's really excited for her to see it as well, like
2: and to to
0: see her reaction. So it is quite
2: cute, yeah. And she, even though she's part of her, is devastated because she realised that you know Stuart was not it. There's nothing going here. on here, yeah. <laughs> it's there's part of her that is actually really excited that people are responding so well to her work, and yeah, she realises Stuart was encu- encouraging her as a painter, not a girlfriend. Oh, thank God! And <laughs> he realises how lucky she was to have him as a mentor, and she's very glad she didn't he she didn't declare her love and then he says that it's been a pleasure teaching her and asking her to keep in touch she thinks <laughs> respect as an artist is the best present she could have
3: Aww.
0: he gets over it very quickly but I mean I'm glad I guess I mean yeah it's, it's good that she does
2: <laughs> so she decides to call over to Liz on the way home to apologise um, and when she's there she admits she wants to have a boyfriend so she basically lost the head at the first hot young artist who came along <laughs> the first hot dude that entered her eye line yeah and uh she's hard to realise the truth that she just taking his kindness the wrong way but she knows she'll get over it. It's very much over. It
0: um, is, yeah. No, good for her.
2: And this is like a happy birthday, you know. Well, I'm glad that, you know, you've uh, you've come to this revelation and Livia's like, oh, it doesn't really feel like a big deal. So she drives home feeling a bit sad. Oh. Uh, I think Stuart and Monica are going out celebrating and she'll be home alone. <laughs> but <Or> will she <laughs> <laughs> well when she gets home she wants to have a bath but her mother asks her for a favour
0: yeah she's got some oh, there's some like convoluted excuse to get her out of the house basically where she has to go and pick up her dad I yeah guess. and then they yeah.
2: can all go out for dinner and she's like yes. oh, okay I'll get to her for dinner after all that's not so bad yeah um, and she actually ponders while she's having her bath like it's actually a relief not to be obsessed by Steerish because it was kind of she was Kind of totally consumed by it. Oh, like it had it had taken over her life. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so of course she comes home from collecting her dad, and the Sweet Valiants leap out and surprise.
0: <laughs> Terrifying thought. Oh, can you?
2: <laughs> can you? <laughs> oh, my Jesus! Not you. There's quite a, a sweet bit where Edith says, "Were you surprised? Really, really surprised?" Edith asked oh. anxiously. Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> Uh, by the way Stuart and Monica are there oh why are they there because they're going to celebrate Monica's birthday tomorrow because toasting new artist Olivia is so important and Monica is really cool with this which is more than I'd she's
0: much cooler about it than I would be I have to say if I was away for a couple of days and came back home to my boyfriend and he was like listen we're just going to put your birthday on hold for this like 16 year old student of mine instead and go to her like high school party and her parents house like uh, (laughs) no thank you what the fuck is this I would be the same.
2: Yeah, I don't think so, Stuart. I'm like, oh, Rogers is there, uh, who, Rod to Sullivan, uh, he still won't take an no over for an answer. And <laughs> he's there and he has a beautifully wrapped gift for her. And she thinks maybe yeah. she'll give him another chance after all. Because oh. And she thinks it's the best birthday of her life. Really?
0: I mean, is look, it? it ended up, it ended out well, I suppose, considering the shaky start. I mean, it could have been worse, too.
2: Yeah. So the cake and all that is done and Lila uh, realises that Jess has brought her lie detector to the party and cannot believe it and Jess is so determined to unmask Lila So funny But uh, Lila says that Jess will soon have the proof she craves
0: Yes, uh, because uh, the next issue of Celebrity Magazine, uh, when that (laughs) comes out, they're going to be on the cover along with six other couples in a feature on the private lives of Hollywood starlets. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like one of those like Vanity Fair covers with like 20 people on them and it folds out and everything. Oh my
2: God, with (laughs) George Fowler (laughs) and and a (laughs) god. and I can't yeah so Jessica finally admits defeat and she's like okay look just tell me whatever this stupid secret is and before Lila can say anything Ken and Aaron come up and they start asking her like oh how did you make this like did you make this all by yourself and Lila's like yes yes did you make it all by yourself I think we should hook you up to it and uh, (laughs) um, of course it proves that Jessica is lying and yes Jessica is uh is enraged um but she just like people laughing at her. So she decides, in typical Jessica style, they're laughing at me. I'm going to throw my sister under the bus and make her uncomfortable. Liz, come here. <laughs> you try out the lie detectors. So Liz is like, uh, okay. But before Jessica can ask anything, Lila steps forward. She
0: does. This is so dramatic. It's oh, amazing. So good. Like... The crowd nearly like falls silent and everyone's looking at Lila waiting to hear the question. It's like, Lila put her hand on her hips. I happen to know for a fact that Todd Wilkins is moving back to Sweet Valley. Now, tell the truth, Liz. Are you the slightest bit concerned about the reappearance of your old boyfriend? Or are things going to stay the same between you and Geoffrey? Like she sounds like a blurb on one
2: of these books. It's amazing. (laughs) It's so great. And she's so triumphant. She has a sly smile. So good. Oh God! Just it. pure villainy. It's great. <laughs> She's on top form, yeah. and there is deadly silence. And then Winston says, hey, "You know, how did you find out? It's supposed to be a secret." Because you might remember that the Winston and uh, and Todd are really good friends, and also the the parents are really good friends. They're
0: very, They're very close. close. Yeah, and usually, like the last time Todd was back in Sweet Valley, he was staying with Winston. He was like, yeah. yeah,
2: and uh, yeah. Apparently, nobody's supposed to know until next week after they till it's all finalized after they sell their house in Vermont. Mm. And Jessica is uh, is horrified because you know, she realizes that Lila, this is the secret that Lila was keeping. And she thinks it's lucky that lucky for the plot that um <laughs> Jeffrey hadn't been able to come to the party. It's very convenient. yeah. <laughs> but uh, Elizabeth's reaction is quite striking, too. Oh yeah, she's gone all pale and she's
0: perfectly still and she just kind of like slides the lie detector off her finger and she's like, I don't think I need this thing. <laughs> There's like a cloudy expression in her eyes yes. and she just gets up and walks out. Yes!
2: Her voice is calm, but the but yes, uh, the cloudy expression contradicts the evenness of her voice. Oh shit. I cannot believe They have left us on a cliffhanger because that is the end of the book. It's such a good cliffhanger though. Oh my God. It's actual (laughs) cliffhanger. And you know, I mentioned before about when I was uh, in America, getting books out of the Boston Public Library. And uh, (laughs) this was one of the ones, the follow-up book, was one of of the ones I got because I had never read it. I had this one and I never read the, um, for some reason the Jeffrey. And Todd transfer, tra- sort of crossover books, or not crossover, yeah, right? Like,
0: or, yeah, when they're both back or like when he's back yeah. and they're both on the scene. Yeah. And
2: also The Passing of the Flame to Jeffrey. I don't think i would read <laughs> that one either, but this was the one I was really excited about. And <laughs> I need answers. The fact that I humiliated myself like getting out of a public library at the age of 21. <laughs> Fantastic! That's the way it. it. So uh, yeah, I cannot believe they have they have left us on a cliffhanger. And unlike me in the early nineties, you will not have to wait like five <laughs> years in order to read it. <laughs> um, you'll be able to wait two weeks. But can you read us out, Karen? I sure can. So. What will happen to Elizabeth and Jeffrey
0: when Todd Wilkins returns to Sweet Valley? Find out in Sweet Valley High fifty-eight.
2: Broken hearted. Yes. <laughs> oh my God! An actual cliffhanger. It's going to be amazing. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Oh, so uh, while we calm down from that, have you got stats and outfits for us? I know you do. I, I, I do, I do, but they're not. Um, they're not great. So the Blandis got one mention. Okay. The
0: blue green eyes only got two. Mm. And Stuart winks at Olivia three times, Uh-oh. which is too often if you ask me. <laughs> uh, the outfits then, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much all Olivia Um she yeah so they kind of describe what she usually wears which is a peasant style wrap skirt pastel colored t-shirts oh. uh, sandals lots of beads and big hoop earrings but uh, when she comes over after making herself over for Stuart she's wearing a body hugging black dress <gasps> leather boots and a leather jacket and her hair is styled with gel and this is with a <laughs> giant triangular earrings it's
3: amazing uh. <laughs>
0: it's so good oh and then uh, the fancy outfit that she bought from Lide oh. was uh, a dark purple silk jumpsuit yes which looks fabulous on she looks like a model in a magazine and the saleswoman is like there's a scarf that goes with it and a belt but we don't know what color they are oh. so I'm just I've just decided to imagine the scarf is green and she looks like Daphne from Scooby-Doo in a jumpsuit oh so
3: that's, very, that's good. It.
0: very good with very good and finally, Stuart, at his gallery opening thing, he's uh, he changed out of the jeans and sweater he'd been wearing to school into a pair of pleated dark trousers what? and a dark houndstooth jacket. Sorry,
2: he was cooler beforehand. <laughs>
0: I'm into the hound's tooth jacket. I want it to be black and white, like he looks like David Rose or something. I think it's going
2: to be. Cool. That's what I was visiting, but yeah. I'm thinking of an '80s one. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's probably not, not as cool as David. Yeah. You no, know, wouldn't have David's uh, charm either. True. Um, yeah. but, you know, for a book called Teacher Crush, it wasn't half as dodgy as it could have been. It really
0: wasn't. And we had some good outfits and it's been a while. So that was great fun.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, do share your thoughts on this, listeners. Uh, are you as relieved as we are to find, <laughs> to find the, uh, the truth of the teacher crush? Um, and uh, we would like to, to welcome any new listeners. We were absolutely thrilled today to see that uh, in The Guardian, uh, Australian journalist Calla Wildcrest has written about us. Yeah, it's such a surprise! It was so lovely. Uh, we're thank you, Cal. We are very, very honoured. Now, you say in the uh, in the piece, it's a piece about niche podcasts, and we've retweeted it on um, on Twitter, obviously, and uh, <laughs> we will possibly reshare it after this episode comes out. But um, yes, it's a it's a it's a piece all about the the most niche, niche podcasts, And really, can there be anything more niche than this one?
0: I mean, we fit the profile. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so uh,
2: yeah, uh, Calla says she's listened to fifteen episodes in a week. So it might take her a while to get to this one, but <laughs> but thank you nonetheless. <laughs> yes. You won't hear this in about a year, but uh, we do thank <laughs> you, and uh, we very much appreciate all the um, amazing, often extremely funny feedback we get from listeners. We appre- we always enjoy your uh, your comments, your insights, your appreciation of flat faced psychopaths um, <laughs> we did get uh, some, we were informed that uh, Lois Waller had actually appeared in, she was mentioned in the last one we were like, she doesn't really get a chance to shine, she never gets a book of her mm. own but apparently she uh, appeared quite prominently in the Sweet Valley Twins books there you go, yeah, she does actually make a proper appearance eventually Yeah. apparently one was called Baby Lois oh. very charming <laughs> and very Lois rich. and the Sleepover Mm, interesting. So uh, yeah, um, we 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 do like learning things about the wider sweet Valley universe. So if you have anything that we missed that we might need explain, I mean, our mini courses a normal thing in the real world. <laughs> Maybe they are. <laughs> is an art college with sixty pupils actually an art college, or just a sort of amateur scams
3: Scam, basically? <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: so yeah, do share your thoughts. You know, you can find us on uh, Twitter at svh podcast. You can send
0: us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And Anna, I believe you have a book out.
2: Oh, I do have a book out. That's true. (laughs) I wasn't going to mention it. I was. Thank you, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my new book has been out for uh, a couple of weeks now. It is called The Boldness of Betty. And it is set in the 1913 lockout, which is a big industrial... um, uh, sort of dispute in Dublin in 1913 obviously and it was when lots of people went on strike or were locked out of their jobs by their employers because they had to choose to do their job in the union and it's about a 14 year old girl who goes on strike because in real life a lot of the, the uh, female strikers were really young and so yes it's got it's got drama it's got an annoying baby
0: got a dog it's got a great dog as well oh yeah. thank you yeah I do like putting
2: dogs in, uh, in my books um, so yes if you would like to read about uh, Teenage Strikers in 1913 um, it's, uh, it's available now in all good bookshops hooray thank you um, so yeah we will uh, that's, that's it from us um, and uh, remember to check out the other podcasts in the Headstuff Podcast Network at HS Pod Network and uh, this Headstuff and we will be back in two weeks. I don't know if you can wait that long. <laughs> when we find out what happens when Todd Wilkins returns to Swede Valley, risking that Elizabeth and Jeffrey will both be. Oh. <laughs> Broken, broken hearted
0: that was great you got there eventually I know I was, I was trying
2: to fit in a sort of adjective in there I was getting, getting a bit lost I don't prepare these in advance know. It's just surprise surprise it's
0: so I enjoy it so much <laughs>
2: yes. so you know it just, sometimes takes me a while to uh, work you, get way, there. You, you always get there I think you always nail it it's great thank you very much <laughs> on that positive note we will leave you at the edge of your seats no doubt uh, the first actual cliffhanger. In- An actual cliffhanger. It's so exciting. We're actually invested in finding out what happens. I know. Um, we will be back in two weeks. So we'll see you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye.
1: This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.